episode 148. Thank you all for listening to episode 147, Two Point Fail, Revenge of Vialise. I am Gray, here with my co-host... Cody Bryant. Bear. And... My mic drop. <laughs> he's doing a mic drop already. Apparently, right. yes. Like a quick yes. mic drop. No, that's what happens when you try to... I am Peapod. Hi. <laughs> so, Peapod is our... I, I'm going to tell you, you are our biggest guest. We are yeah. happy really? to be here. Yeah, we don't we don't really reach out to people. And, okay. you know, we got hooked up with uh, Shiv. You know, yes. we know yes. Ryan. And, Love him. And he's great. And he's like, you got to get Peapod on the show. Mm-hmm. He would be great. He loves wrestling like you do. I do. And I listen to, I know you're on 100.7 The mm-hmm. Zone. You mm-hmm. got that back. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell us about that. You got On The Radar Podcast. Yeah, I do a lot of things. Uh, so... I'm a morning radio personality on uh, Toledo radio station 100.7 The Zone. Uh, it is a rock station out of the uh, uh, the Northwest Ohio region. Uh, so I do that. Uh, I've been an employee of actually Cumulus Media uh, that owns it for 10 years. So I've done everything under the sun. Uh, when I'm not on air, I actually work in the pro- promotions and digital department. So I handle like events and handle the websites and social media things and everything like that. Uh, when I not do that in the radio station and everything, I also host a uh, music podcast uh, called the On The Radar Podcast. It features uh, interviews and studio performances with acts coming to through and from the greater Midwestern areas. Um, so like uh, all these like rising acts and these acts that you know you should get start you know checking out that are just about on the cusp of doing some bigger things maybe t- t- traveling more touring more getting signed to record labels things like that uh, so we kind of hit uh, on those uh, those acts that you know you need to check out that you don't necessarily would hear on the radio now so I kind of toe that line and everything and then I'm just a big old nerd who likes uh, <laughs> ner- nerdy things and wrestling things and I've been watching wrestling uh, I don't know what the year was but I got into pro wrestling around uh, my middle school year uh, so I'm 30 about to turn 34 actually um, so it was around the sixth or seventh grade basically when Triple H Married Stephanie McMahon. It's right when I jumped in. And uh, I, I watched wrestling a little bit when I was younger with WCW Nitro before I had to go to sleep at 8.30 at night, which sucks. So I only caught like the first segment and i match with my father. Um, so, you know, yeah. And, I, and I'm and i a big provider of all wrestling, of WWE. Big fan of what AEW is doing. I've been watching the indies like Ring of Honor, uh, Chikara, NWA, you know, um, the stuff over in Japan. I was following, you know, New Japan, Pro Wrestling Noah, Dragon Gate, Zero One, you know, a lot of those things. So it's just, uh, I, I really enjoy, you know, pro wrestling. I, I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the, the action, um, even though I'm not a big sports dude. Like yeah. football, basketball, I'm just, I, eh. We, we asked you, I asked you if you wanted yeah. to come on, you're like, I'm like no. no. <laughs> it was an immediate I no. Will not, I will not contribute anything. No, and, and, and I, I just, was... I just never saw that. I just never got into peel. I was never really good at sports as a kid. I just like, eh, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Because yeah. I was excited to have you on because, like, we we just did Jeopardy for sports, and, right. and Cody Bryan over here ended up winning, mm-hmm. and then we did wrestling for Jeopardy, and he just mopped the floor with it. He would come yeah. up with stuff like, You're welcome. oh, that was in 1984. It was, I think it was January 3rd, and, uh, yeah, it was about 7 p.m., and I'm like, how do you know this shit? He's like, it, it was a full moon. It was a full moon. I was like, how do you know this shit? And then when we talked about New Japan, it's fun to, you know, banter back with him because a lot 
lot of us didn't really get into the other wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. It was always WCW, WWF, or right. WWE now. And now there's more things out there, like AEW is there, Ring of Honor. We're going to talk a little bit about that and the yeah. times that are coming there. I mean, wrestling right now is in a big boom period right mm-hmm. now, yes. which is great after years of just kind of like, it was WWE and subpar indies. Right. Like, now it's like a huge boom for stuff, and it's just going to get bigger. And I, and I really love the options that are available now when it comes to to this product and it showcases all these good men and women uh doing this craft and 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 even though the wrestling world and the world itself has changed over the years um especially in last you know decade at least of just like how we we treat people and how you know social and and social commentary and 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 things like that make it more inclusive and everything but you you end up seeing these characters now these you know these interesting men and women doing what they love and you know you have these you know you can have still your outlandish characters without being so like racist or sexist or things like that it's Mm -hmm. really interesting to see how it all come about nowadays now with your i know you i kind of want to hear because you and i talk back and forth about things Mm -hmm. that are going on you helped me with a song today i heard a song and i'm like what's the name of that song that was great yes and uh so i'm looking for you know i know you've got peepaw in the morning now Mm -hmm. you've had some great guests i love it and with that, what what was how long were you guys off the air? One hundred point seven the zone. Oh boy. Uh, okay, so the station itself has had like this notorious like Phoenix t- style like death and reborn um, for at least you know past uh, I want to say like fifteen years. So it used to be a radio station called one hundred six five the Buzz, the Buzz. Yeah. Uh, and that was really popular in the nineties in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, and then it was changed in the zone. Uh, I think uh, in the start of the two thousands or so, um, and then around. Oh, let me think for a second because it happened right when I got hired in. Uh, I went to school to University of Toledo in two thousand four. I graduated in two thousand nine, um, and then so around. The end of 20, 2009 to 2010 is when the zone went away um, to be turned into a sports radio station at, at, on 106.5 FM. Yep. Um, it later on, a few years later, came back as uh, 100.7 FM. At the time, it was only just doing weekends and everything like that. Um, and then I got switched over to the afternoons, which was my very first like big like main like time frame of of uh, radio uh and then uh i was doing that for about two and a half years and then in 2016 in that like january 1st i got like the phone call 2016 it's like hey you're gonna start doing mornings that that monday and because like new year's day that year was a friday and i'm just like slightly hung over in my wife's work and i just go <laughs> Uh, like I know it because like when you think morning radio that's like the pinnacle of what you know what radio people do and even though the station is a small thing it was still a big deal I was working with some of these big names uh, in the in the industry, at least in this part of the country, uh, that that have done it for years. You know, Shores and Steel. You talk about like the Denny Shaver Show. You talk about like Eric Chase in the Morning Rush. You, you know, you're talking about some of those great men and women who've been doing radio for God knows how long. And I'm just like this dude with a vegetable nickname who's like super nerdy, <laughs> like who just jumps on and just like talks about like nerd nerd crap on there. And uh, and I I brought in my own like interesting take on the world and you know i brought in like my biggest thing was like bringing in 
local guests because their signal strength wasn't that great. So it's like, why try to go outward and get as much people as you can and let's just like turn inward. And sometimes you just got to put on the little old lady who's having a bake sale at a VFW and things like that. <laughs> like you got to just like connect with the community because that's how I always liked radio is like the connections with the community and things like that. So I did that morning show until about the fall of 2016 and then it was taken away because management uh, and also the FCC came down on our AM transmitter site saying this is not within FCC regulations now. You know, you either put money into it, which would be like a million dollars to fix it up on on an AM station in like the mid, you know, yeah. Or, you know, or you can shut that down and then take all that. It was all like talk and like syndicated programming. So they don't want to lose all that money. So all of a sudden, so they put it on uh, 100.7 FM. That went away. And then until November 1st of 2019, it came back again. The, uh, The former general manager is gone. I just got found out like literally uh, late last week of, of our new general manager, who's great. Who's already working? She was already working in our building and everything. She's phenomenal. So, um, and they started uh, on November first. They brought back the zone. Um, I wasn't live on the station right away, even though my voice was in the morning on on, on morning drive, so six to ten a.m. weekdays. Um, cause we wanted to fix up the station, make sure it's all sounding good, get all the kinks and then all the stuff I was doing behind the scenes. I wanted to finish off the year with that and then I could have a better schedule and scheduling time. And then, yeah, just, uh, at the, just recently, uh, the last, uh, week. So the week of, depending on how, when you're listening to this, uh, the week of January 6th is like my first big week back mm-hmm. live. I had a guest every day. Uh, bring in you know musical guests, people in the people in the community doing cool things, you know, uh, just all range of people. So yeah, it, and it's nice because I like hearing you know you had the musical guests on there and mm-hmm. you had those guests that uh, talked about recovery. Yes, and services amazing. And for the field of work that I'm in, that means a lot to me. And mm-hmm. just connecting with, like you said, the connection of people in the community yeah. is huge. And when you can connect with other people, it's great. And you share their stories. You put a nice picture of you up there yeah. with them, and then the interview. And uh, speaking of interviews, so mm-hmm. of course I had to talk about it on the show because I thought it was amazing when I heard mm-hmm. you got Chris Jericho on. Yeah, I interviewed uh, Chris Jericho back uh, in. The, so Chris Jericho, his podcast uh, Talk Is Jericho is on the Westwood One podcast networks. Westwood One is a company that is under the umbrella of Cumulus, so we own it. So we were doing a corporate-wide national contest. Uh, for people to win a trip on his Rock and Rager at sea, so I asked because we have like a corporate style Facebook thing, um, and and I asked like, hey, is there opportunities for you know interviews with Chris Jericho to hype up this contest? Uh, and they're like, yeah, we can watch. Uh, you, know, you know, they go, yeah, we'll talk to his people and request it as long as he gets to plug his podcast. I'm like, okay, fine, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Sure. So I was like in limbo for about two weeks or so. And then I was about to do the interview like the day of, and he, he for some reason he just like lost connection or couldn't get it, couldn't we couldn't connect, and the context was over. But I still had the opportunity. It's like, hey, can we still try to make this happen? I think it'd be really cool. We could talk about wrestling. We talk about his podcast quickly. We could talk about, um, I know you, you know, Rock and Ranger. Yeah, we talk about Fozzie. We talk about his music and everything. Uh, and then we connected. Yeah, and then it was just like an on air. Uh, it was a over the phone interview. It took about. He, I, I got, I was given 15 minutes. He's like, you have a 15 minute time limit. I'm like, okay, cool. So without like sounding like big, super like, oh my God, you're Chris Jericho, like freaking out at him. Just like basically do it 
in the style of like if you don't know who this person is or you've recognized the name from like WCW days and everything, mm-hmm. like how would you like respond to him or how would you ask some questions? So I asked him like quickly, you know, about his. I started on his podcast. I started about his music, and I, t- I finished up with his time about AEW and talking about everything. Super professional and very nice. He gave me the rub on Aries. Uh, he was like, uh, it was great in the area. He was like, um, he was like, he's like, it was always my dream to be interviewed by the great one and only Peapod. And I just like, I just like marked out in, the, in my studio right afterwards. I'm just like, ah. Yeah, and and I thought you did so well because you. you know as a wrestling fan, and me Jericho's my second favorite wrestler right. of all time. And Who's your first? HBK. Okay. And so I'm like, and I want to ask you about that too later. And I was like, gosh, he's got him on, and how you just went through it because I. The, the thing for me is people don't realize how many different things he does. And mm-hmm. we've had conversations about, yeah, Dwayne is a number one superstar actor, mm-hmm. but this guy does it. He made a freaking cruise. Yeah. He's a best-selling author that people forget about. Yeah. Like he talked about on your show, journalism was his major. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And how you just went through it and in spurts with everything, I'm like, great. They can learn about this guy. He has Fozzie. I love Fozzie. Yeah. You know? it's, it's pretty great. solid. Yeah. They, they are great. I've seen them in person. I, I have not worked merch for them. That's one of the things oh, you and nice. I talked yeah. about. I wish I did. Yeah. But I did not. Uh, so I thought it was great how you did with Jericho. And while we talk about this, I have to ask because I've always wondered. Peapod. <laughs> Everybody asks me where it comes from. I have from. to know. Oh, my God. So I, I wish it was a, like a cooler story, and it really wasn't. It's really not. Senior year of high school, um, I hung out with a younger crew because I hate everybody in my grade because they're all dicks. Excuse my language. There. No, yeah. This is a swearing podcast. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm really trying to, like, in the new year, like, when I do any kind of everybody else's shows, just to show a level of just professionalism and decorum, I try not to cuss. No, damn that. I, Let that shit fly. I, I know, I know. But it's just training myself. That's all. Absolutely. That's all. Because uh, I was on my friend's podcast late, last year. Um, the one two fu podcast. Uh, my buddy out of uh, my buddy Adam out of uh, uh, Defiance, Ohio, and it's super. It, it, for people who don't know the studio, like I'm watching like the televisions, and they have both AEW and NXT on. <laughs> and right now, it's Brandy Rose and Mel coming out with Luther, yep. whoever the fuck this guy is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the Nightmare Collective coming out to take on Hikaru Shida and 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 um, Chris Statlander. Um, anyway. I, uh, I I I was just trying to be like a little bit more professional and everything. And I was just like spewing all these stories and everything. And I'm listening back. I'm just like, man, if I'm really just trying to get myself like more serious out there, I'm just like, I gotta I gotta dial it back so a little bit. Like I can be I can be myself without being myself myself. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, my senior year of high school, I, I I didn't hang out with anybody in my own uh, my grade because we were jerks. So my sister was coming in as a freshman. So people knew me as like my little sister's name is Emily. So they're like, hey, you're Emily's big brother. I'm like, yeah. So I was hanging out with like young younger crewmen. This one kid named Paul. He was like, you know, I'm gonna start calling you Peapod from now on. And I go, why? And I go, it's the first word that popped in my head when I met you. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So senior of high school, I was named by that by all my friends. And then I got into University of Toledo and I started the college radio station. And I was That's just awesome. like, I, I love the idea of having like a radio name. Excuse me, like a stage name or whatnot. So I, I just went with Peapod, and then all my friends were calling me Peapod, and the people who didn't even know or work with me at the college radio station called me Peapod. So when I got into Big Boy Radio, and I and I had my first I my first chance to be on on air, I was like, hey, can I go by a radio name? And they go, yeah, because like my real name is Chris, so nobody, it's just you know whatever, nobody cares whose <laughs> name's Chris. So I'm like, can I call myself Peapod? And they're and and they're like, yeah. And then it just like 
took off because it's interesting, it's unique, it's different. But everybody doesn't know how to spell it, which is always <laughs> funny to me. They, so they, like P E E. No, no, no. It's, they don't do it that it's, way. It's just like the vegetable. No, no. I'm saying they, yeah. do they do that? No, they do. They always put a hyphen in it. So or P they, dash pod. No, they do P the letter P dash pod. <laughs> they do P E A dash P O D. Oh gosh. Or or they'll separate them in two words P E A P O D. It's weird. It's, it's just, just one word. It's P-pod, just one word P-E-A-P-O-D. like the vegetable. It's like it's not. It's not that hard. No, I'd, I'd love it. And uh, we've had some time in the past couple of weeks to connect mm-hmm. and get ready for this and mm-hmm. talk about this. And, and fortunately, it was able to work out. Bear did not have to go to New York, yeah. which I'm grateful for. Luckily. And yes. same yeah. thing, you talk about stage names. So same, Bear, he's been going by Bear for years. It's not even just What are you doing, Bear? And, uh, exactly. And for me, it was Gray because uh, my name is Gary, but some mm-hmm. idiot back in the day called me Gray because yeah. he couldn't read my name right. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, and ironically, my son's name is Grayson, um, and then Cody Bryant. That all started from episode 100. We had this big show where we were bringing him on, mm-hmm. and he was—he's Kobe Bryant's cousin that should have made it, <laughs> and so he's the better half of the cousins. So, right. getting into this, so we in the past when we first started the wrestling show, and the, and what we really did in the beginning is we had a sports and wrestling together, and it was so long, it was two and a half, three hours, and right. we started getting listeners tell us, "Hey, you know, I like sports. I don't care about wrestling," and others were, "I like wrestling." I don't care about sports. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just split them? So we did. And there we started different things. So one of the things I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. is top five wrestlers all time. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the The Rock. Um, this is no order. These are the top five that like that, that I have connected with like, and, and I've always really enjoyed. The Rock, CM Punk. Um, uh um, Eddie Guerrero, very good. Um, uh, tremendous uh, athlete. Um, and how Vicky got in there is just amazing, and what she was able to do for the business, you know. And she gets in I, more after. So okay, so the idea of like there was a time because I hosted uh, in college. I hosted it with a couple of my friends uh, 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 on college radio, a pro wrestling talk show, Capture Suplex Radio, um, and there was a time right around that time when Eddie Guerrero passed. The WWE used it as a big storyline. We we like nicknamed it the Eddie Sploitation, and <laughs> and it was just like they because of that. That's how Rey Mysterio became world champion. Right. Eddie Guerrero right. didn't die. Rey Mysterio would never become world champion at least that time. Right. Vicky yeah. Guerrero would have never been a thing. Exactly, you know, and things like that. And and I I can't stand Vicky Guerrero as the character. I mean, good honor for doing what she she did. Um, uh, I've always enjoyed. I you know. Um, Oh God, top five wrestlers, huh? Because uh, I'm trying. Because there's so many. I'm just trying to like rack my brain about all of them. Yeah, Ric Flair. Ric Flair, of course. Obviously, you can't you can't go wrong with that. And uh, hmm, I'm trying to think like Isaac Yankum, DDS. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got uh, so many Stone Cold, yeah, HBK, uh, I mean, Jericho, Triple H. You know, Triple H. Tri- yeah, you know what? I I've never really Hulk, Hulk Hogan. No, I yeah, <laughs> I I can appreciate Hulk. Nowadays, I can appreciate Hulk Hogan for the icon he was right. for pro wrestling. Putting in such oh, Roddy Piper. There you go. Rod, there you go. As yeah. uh, Santino Morello would call him, Roddy the Piper. <laughs> Roddy the Piper. Or Ted Dibodowski. Put, 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 put up the 
Hulkamator! <laughs> the Hunky Tonky Man was Intercontinental Champion for 53 weeks! <laughs> I Fantastic. love the Hunky Mater. That was that was the greatest gimmick for five weeks. For five weeks, exactly. And then he lost it. Um, you know, I I, I I appreciate Hulk Hogan for the pop culture icon he is, but he's just one of those guys that like needs to just kind of go away. In and, and now he's go in. now he said he's working out. Hopefully yeah. for a WrestleMania return. Brother can't, brother, yeah. brother can't do anything. No. Right. Stop. He cannot. The leg drop destroyed him over time. That also back. he's a big old racist. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. this is also true. <laughs> yeah, and we've talked about that in the past. Now, if you could pick your entrance theme, if you're a wrestler, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be anything in the past that was a wrestling song. If you were coming out to the stage or to the ring, I should say, what is your theme? Charisma by Wasp. Okay. Okay. Listen to that song. Like that is a crazy, like really good, and and was used for somebody in Ring of Honor uh, for a hot minute for an entrance theme. Uh, but I really enjoyed that song. It's either that or uh, Resentment by A Day to Remember recently, because I think that was also how how that song. song how that song plays out and everything. How it sounds. It's an awesome. Uh, wrestling thing. And, uh, you know, for us, it, when we talked about it, I know I was sending you messages while I'm on the road, and I'm mm-hmm. like, CM Punk? And yeah. And then sent it back here, clobbering time. Yep. So uh, before we get too deep into this, i got to thank some people. So thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. By the way, Wes Anderson, he is in Maryland now. He went to school with me. Mm-hmm. I'm 33. I graduated in 05. Mm-hmm. And he went to school with us. He's gotten it big. He's had uh, Ballyhoo. He's worked with Peanut. From uh, he did a song with Peanut. Oh, wow. It was great. He's doing some good music. So he has the song for our show, Moments in Time. Mm-hmm. So we always thank him. You can follow him on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. We thank All Wear Clothing. They're our first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. He provides our merch, our wonderful, as you can see, the Pod Beats Patty Boggs. That was our hundredth oh, episode. Nice. I, I drank sixteen beers and uh, I threw it all up. <laughs> <laughs> so Shiv, I was trying to keep up with Shiv. That was not a good idea. Shiv destroyed us, and he actually drove oh, us home later. That, <laughs> so, that dude, that dude is something else. I, I really enjoy uh, Shiv. Yeah, and there and those guys. We we've had the grown ups on. Brandon from the grown ups actually came and hosted our Jeopardy, oh, and nice. he did great. And on the eighteenth, uh, I don't know what you got going on that day, but mm-hmm. April eighteenth is a Saturday. We have where we did episode 100, so it's on the third floor of the building that Frickers is in downtown. Okay. We have the third floor, which is like an office. We're recording a crossover episode of Jeopardy, so we're going to do wrestling, sports, pop culture, and it's opening weekend for the Mudhens, so we're going to watch the game right after. So. I might be busy that day because I'm on radio station doing things for the opening day for the Mudhens. Absolutely. I figured you were. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we also like to thank Crandall's Quality Lawn Care. So, Sean there, you'll like what we do with this, Peapod. So, Sean, Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, give him a call, 419-704-5471. He serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. I don't know if this one's going to work. Yeah, this is. he tries to get us a shot. Oh, you no. missed completely. What? What, the white wall isn't the no. place that he we serves? We could say the white wall because we had the dark from earlier. Oh, you did give us a shot. Oh, there you go. So we're going to Cuba. We're going to Cuba. So <laughs> Crandall's called a lawn care service Fidel's for Toledo surround, surrounding areas <laughs> and not Fidel's backyard in Cuba. So Brandon from Allware actually gave us this idea to do that where he doesn't serve. And he's like, throw a dart at a board. I was like, we'll just shoot a Nerf gun at our map, our Google map. So we've done that. So we want to thank Tim at Verizon. Verizon is a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that can positively impact operations and increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Get in touch with a sales rep in your area, verizon.com. 
Visit Cassandra at PNC at the White House branch or give her a call, 419-877-0634. She can help you with all of your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, personal banking. She's there to help. Also, thank you to Sparty Steve. Sparty Steve is the guy that helps us get our, for episode 100, where we're at. He bought our lunch for us. He's going to do it again for episode 200. We're looking forward to that. So thank you, Sparty Steve. And then last but not least, thank you to Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Yes, if you're out there in the Tinder, Bumble, Hinge world as a single man or lady and you're looking for the next uh, the next step in your life, <laughs> you know, you're having some troubles. This is, I, I see your ring, so yes. you're a married man. <laughs> I'm a really, married man. Thank you, sir. This doesn't really um, apply to you, Peapod, but uh, yeah, you know, Connell Barrett goes out there and he pretty much is a dating coach. He's like Hitch, more or less, since you haven't been on the show and know. So he will actually go in, help you out, give you a consultation, kind of talk about what you're looking for, what you go with. And if you are on a dating website and that's really what you prefer, he can uh, spruce up your profile to get some more hits. Say what the uh, opposite sex may want to hear, man or lady. Yeah, Connell so, Barrett, datingtransformation.com. And thank you, of course, to all the sponsors. They help us uh, with our show. They've contributed so many things. Crandall's for episode 100, but Crandall's did the quality lawn care. He bought all our alcohol. Oh, wow. So he bought all the beer. Uh, all wear supplied all the shirts. Sparty Steve gave us all the food and gave us the place to record. And PNC and Verizon has been helpful. And then, of course, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. We're hoping to get some people there. Again, the last four or five episodes, we talked about Australia. So our second biggest listening group outside of the United States is Australia. Okay. So we try to throw some some love to them, You know what they've had go on in the past oh, yeah. few weeks. It is unbelievable. And so we just want to continue to show our support and uh, out there do anything you can to help. It's been nice to see the, the firefighters out there mm-hmm. helping out. Uh, do anything you can to help Australia. They're going through a tough time. Mm-hmm. So first thing I want to get into is Tessa Blanchard. So, oh yeah. So how I want to hear how everybody feels about this. So if if you don't know, she is now the Impact World Champion. It would be a lot bigger deal if she didn't go on social media and all of a sudden go, "Hey women, support each other. Cool things will happen." And then all the women goes, "Oh, how you made the way of uh, you didn't support us because you're basically a bitch <laughs> and a racist apparently." So, uh, ooh, yikes! And add on impact is like wrestling purgatory. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it's cool for like some of the some of the I've seen some of the. Action, the in-ring action is pretty decent. Some of the stars there are really interesting. Like I got hip to Eli Drake towards after he got done with Impact. Um, and uh, b- by the way, while while we're, while the segment's going on, uh, the time splitters of Alex Shelley and Kushida yeah. just uh, uh, just happened on NXT. And I've been a fan of Alex Shelley since Generation Next in Ring of Honor. So that's you know do while. do yeah. yeah do your history. Seeing the time splitters on WWE television is weird as hell, but I'm kind of all for it as well. Like I all I love all these big indie people that are now getting like their shot on like the bigger stage. But at mm-hmm. the same time, seeing guys like Alex Shelley, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, you know Cesaro, you know Sami Zayn, all these big names that did so many cool things across the world. And about half of them are doing maybe about half of what they used to be. Yeah. So it's just, oh. You brought up somebody that I always think of, Cesaro. I think he has been the most wasted talent that they could have had be a superstar. He could could be something huge. Right. And he is, and like, if you're talking about some of those guys that are like underutilized, mistreated and everything, 
you know, that that's one of them. But I don't I don't want to get too off topic with Tessa. Yep. Te- I mean, what Tessa's doing, Tessa's probably one of the more bigger women names right now in the industry. Why she's still an impact is beyond me. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm surprised W. I'm sure I, I, the moment she leaves that company, if she does, WWE and AEW is going to throw the checkbook at her and go, oh, absolutely, put as many zeros as you want on this. Obviously, nothing to do. though, obviously, she has her dad's people skills. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that could, I mean, that's the only reason. I mean, you gotta think she was in NXT, right? She yeah. was there. She did the May Young Classic. She was in NXT. You know, she had a couple of matches where, you know, she were out, she came out on a losing end, but you know, they gave her an opportunity. You know, so I mean, for them, obviously, no, they know, and you know, people talk. So, so I don't think there's been a time they probably haven't thrown that name out there, and people are probably like, no. Don't bother bringing her in. Yeah, because like, of poor attitude. Exactly. You know, poor attitude, and you know, you always want your locker room happy. You can't just have people walking around, you know, slapping each other up. You yep, know, exactly. On what's going on? And Bear, I'm going to start with you on this one. So, do you think if if Tessa would have won this championship, let's say before the women's evolution in WWE, would it have been a bigger deal? Um, I don't. Well, that's the thing is, I don't think it ever would have happened because women haven't been respected until they they had to make the revolution, evolution, whatever you want to call it, I will agree. for them to be more respected. Which honestly, yeah, you go back to the late '90s and you saw what it was. It was bra and panties matches. It was just, I mean, all that it was was women out there, pretty much for sex well, appeal. I, I enjoyed those. Um, and and don't, and the right. worst part of that is, is that a lot of them were great athletes. I mean, yeah. Tori Wilson was a fantastic right. athlete. Trish Stratus really did amazing. Huge I mean, things. Lita, fantastic. Yeah, but it was right. all about her thong and her yeah. being in a bra. I mean, Victoria. but yeah, she could do a killer moonsault. Oh, Victoria. Yeah, yeah and know. it started to get a little bit better in the 2000s as it went on. But yeah, I mean, now you have just completely. I mean, you're talking these women's matches. Hell, the WrestleMania match is probably better than any men's match for a while. So, Peapod, I'm going to ask you this one. Of these three, tell me what was bigger for women. Okay, Tessa Blanchard winning, the Evolution for women, or China winning an Intercontinental Championship? China winning the Intercontinental Championship by far. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is that started the spark uh, of that. You know, wrestlers like 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 China, who could be beautiful but strong at the same time. Ivory, Jacqueline. You know, later on Trish Stratus, who blazed the trail. Lita, who blazed the trail. You know, th- these are the women that 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 have shook the industry and made people watch the matches more. Yes, the women's revolution is important and was important for the modern era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those those women were important for the attitude era. And I think that started the path of everything. Even Trish Stratus who moved from being a basically a model to a to a valet of TNA, not that TNA, Tess and Albert <laughs> tag team TNA. To to being a multitude time wrestler, uh, women's wrestler, to you know doing what she's doing now is li- a living legend. Now, um, it needed that women's revolution uh, for all these these women now that are doing things. Now, don't get me wrong; I think the women's revolution, at least in WWE sense, has cooled. Unfortunately, yes. mm-hmm. I think. I agree. Um, but I, by WWE standards and what they've done throughout their company's history, what they have done is a revolution. Correct. Yes. But if you compare it unto, you know, you compare it to what's going on in the industry outside of the WWE bubble, yeah. They're late. 
Yes. You know, they, you know, they're very late. Yeah. But they have that mainstream media. Right. And that's well, what Vince is known for. Yeah. Vince got it there in the 80s, you know, got right. it there, at least made to, this, took over all the territories, mm-hmm. and then you get right. what you have now. But at least in the United States. And, I mean, that's something that we've talked about before, too, that exactly. WWE bubble. Yeah, they do. Because a lot oh, yeah. of people don't. They don't know anything don't outside out. of WWE. Exactly. Stardom has been in in Japan for God knows how long, right. and has and brought in Kyrie same uh, Asuka, and they've uh, been AEW with Bea Priestley and Jimmy Hader and yeah. a lot of those women too. Yeah, I mean, you go overseas. Women's wrestling has been a big part of the industry, you know, for decades. I mean, the women's wrestling in Japan has been around just as long as New Japan has been around. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, you can't. You know, you go to Japan or Germany or, or you know, England, you know, you can't have one without the other out there when it comes to women's wrestling. And what we're able to see, kind of what has happened, AEW, and we're going to talk heavily about AEW, but they really opened the door for people to know there's other things out there. Right. You know, uh-huh. New Japan is getting more. If you look at their viewership and what they have signed mm-hmm. up in their streaming service and what they have to stream, they're getting more because of things like AEW and the crossover when you had Jericho that went over there yep. and Moxley went over there. It was big for New Japan, and they're working together, not necessarily, and they've made it clear, and I agree, and I totally believe them. They're not trying to take over WWE. Nobody's ever going to. You're yeah. not. It, it's built itself. It's like trying. It's like a very popular like local burger joint trying to take down McDonald's. Right. It ain't gonna happen. Right. Like, and, but it doesn't need to happen nope. to win. You need to oh, just open the door on a on a more major scale that hey there is an actually legitimate alternative and I think AEW is still an upstart company and it has its it's has its rough edges and needs to smooth it out it needs to you know make sure things are a little bit more professional but honest to God it is the best product that is not the WW it's not the McMahon era since the time of WCW. I agree with and, that. And and I feel like and, and yeah, they're doing a lot of things that may reminisce of WCW. Of course, Bash of the Beach is going on tonight. But you know, you have to also understand that Cody Rhodes, his father, has done so much things not only of the industry when it came to like the NWA and the territories and everything, but for WCW as well. And you know, you can argue so much about some of the, the, the negatives of WCW, but the positives you know, even when Eric Bischoff was there, even though with NWO becoming half the roster, yeah. you know, you know, there were certain things that WCW did so much, so so well that actually resonated throughout the wrestling world. Introducing the ideas of the cruiserweights and uh, these these high flyer, these mm-hmm. smaller people in stature and size and everything, and and wrestlers from you know Mexico, Japan, Europe, and everything doing these individual styles. That is the biggest thing that is that that has resonated to this day. That now you don't have to be a big muscular steroid out guy and be a star. You can look like Seth Rollins. You can look like Darby Allen. You can mm-hmm. look like some of these other guys that are smaller in stature that may not look like your John Cena's, your Roman Reigns, your Rocks, your Stone Colts, but they can still put on a great show and a great match and be legitimate as a heavyweight. So in like the most of our listeners are of course big into WWE. If you had to pick a superstar in WWE, who are you most impressed by right now? Aleister Black. And, I, and we've talked a lot about Aleister Black. I think Aleister Black needs to figure they need to figure out what to do with him. This is the problem with a lot of the and this is the problem we kind of talked about before we started. NXT was such a niche thing and all these guys and girls are like 
were in this corner of like doing real wrestling things, like wrestling that was not WWE style, wrestling that you would see on the independents on in in Europe, in in you know other companies across the United States that you would not see on WWE television, doing moves that you would not see on WWE television, treating them as not as WWE television. But now with NXT going against AEW, it's starting to get watered down again. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Am I very excited to see Alex Shelley and Kushida go out of it as time splitters in twenty in twenty excuse me in twenty twenty on WWE television? That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That's a huge team in the New Japan. But you know, it, it, it's going to start coming to the point where people are not they're not caring about these characters, these wrestlers, these everything. And mm-hmm. when they get started called up, it's still it's still a breeding ground. For you getting used to the audience, uh, the 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 main WWE bubble, until you get on the Raw and SmackDown. So some of these guys like Ricochet, Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens, you know, Aleister Black, they get lost in the shuffle until they start doing something, you know, more. Um, I think Aleister Black has a very interesting look, a unique my uh, unique set of you know matches. I hate the gimmick that he's doing right now. There's the pick a fight. With me, and then you always have to over accentuate the T, which drives me nuts. I don't know why. Um, but I, I think that's a really cool idea. And we talk about people that have like blazed different trails and everything. Like the idea of and, and different like body types. CM Punk, not not your normal body type, nope. covered in tattoos, promoting a lifestyle that that is better for you in many ways. Um, and, and also bringing up the, the ideas because straight edge lifestyle, if you do your history, is, is actually related to the punk era. And do, do your Wikipedia research after this episode. Um, you know, you, you bring those styles of people in and you break the mold. So without guys like CM Punk, you wouldn't see guys like with all these covered in tattoos like Aleister Black oh, yeah. doing their Absolutely things. Yeah. And when we actually saw, speaking of CM Punk, Bear and I happened to be in Cleveland to watch him get his ass handed to him at yeah. UFC. That, that was rough, you know, and, and we lo- I love hearing Cold of Personality. It's a great song. And this would be a fun fact for you. So I didn't know for the longest time. You know, I heard the song. I thought it was great when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I had no idea that those guys were black. Had yeah, no living clue. color. Yeah, living color. Yeah. Had, but as a kid, I had no idea. I'm like, oh, these guys sound white, like a white rock band. No. And then we were talking about it, and I'm like, and they played at WrestleMania for him. Yeah, living color is a great. tremendous, they're tremendous act. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing. They didn't they open up at uh, Rock on the Range? Weren't they there for one of those I think things? They were I think not, a few years ago. Yeah, not one of the ones I was at. Because no. now what is it? Sonic Music Festival. Yeah, yeah. the art, uh, the Sonic, Sonic Temple Music Arts and Music Temple, Festival, yeah. which is like the second year now they're doing. They're calling it that. Yeah. Yep, and uh, so. Moving forward, do you have we, – we have another segment we do. We usually have stuff from this guy, Justin, on the Twitter. We didn't get anything from yeah, we him. we did. Did we get something from Justin? Oh, we did. See, he runs our Twitter. As you can <laughs> see, that I do not know what comes on the Twitter. I am interested to see what Justin had said. Yeah, so Justin, any thoughts on David Benoit wrestling under his real name, obviously Chris Benoit's son, pros and cons of this? I heard he was talking about wrestling as Chris Benoit Jr. And he also yeah. he also has an interview out there with Chris yeah. Van, and I'm gonna just Vleet. Vleet, thank yep. you. I was gonna say Vleet, but I, Vleet. I like I like yes. I like Chris Van Vleet. I think he's one of those interview. He does a really good interview uh, with wrestlers. Um, nobody can deny what Chris Benoit did in the industry. Um, I I thought I thought he was one of the one of the best technical wrestlers next to maybe like. William Regal. When it comes in in that world, William Regal, Kurt Angle, um, acts Dean like Malenko's. that. Dean Malenko. You know, it, those are 
those are tremendous technical wrestlers that you don't see enough of nowadays. No. You're seeing less technically technical wrestling. It's, the, the, it's the high spot era. Yeah, That's exactly it's, what it is. It's, it's kind it's of the high, high spot era. That everybody needs to do a freaking Canadian destroyer. Yeah. And I cannot yeah. stand it anymore. Like, AEW is notorious for that. Everybody has to do a Canadian destroyer. Right. right. And I don't... Just stop. In order stop. to make the roster, you must be able to do the Canadian stop, destroyer. Stop, Yeah, exactly. Stop <laughs> Stop with the move. Yes. And stop calling it Canadian destroyer. Yes. It's like, that was a signature move from Petey Williams, and that's mm. it. If you go behind that, you say flip pile driver, or just say destroyer, you know, as Excalibur says, or just not do the move. Right. I, it's just not believable anymore. It really is not. When every when there's four different people constantly doing it in matches, you know, it's not believable anymore. It's not a unique move. It's it, it's it's annoying. I'm, I'm just waiting for stuff to happen. Like we're watching it. We're going to see yeah. one. Oh, I'm, <laughs> sure, oh, I'm sure it happened in that first match with the, the ladder match for I'm, AEW. I'm, I'm sure it did too. I think Chris Benoit, what happened was obviously a tragedy. Nobody's, nobody's denying that. Um, but also that tragedy is because of all, and I, I haven't watched, sat down and watched the interview, to be honest. I, I kind of want to. I'm mm-hmm. curious about it. But they mentioned that, like, he, uh, uh, oh, wow. I just I just noticed NXT, they just squashed the time splitters. Way to go. Like, really? You built this whole thing about Alex Shelley being in the WWE, which I didn't even know he got signed. So, and you build it up with Kushida, and they got eliminated by the tag tournament in the first round from Grizzled Young Veterans. Oh. I thought that was a terrible move. That's my problem with WWE right now. It's like, you're going to bring in all these names that have, and you're, you're also going to start referencing their international and their other, you know, other company tenures, yet you're going to squash them. Like, that, that just, that, that, that means you dead stop the caring of those people in the WWE bubble that know nothing about these people. You just like dead stopped it. Anyway, I think Chris Benoit did tremendous things. And, and it also, it also, uh, he also talked about like, because of all the injury, because of that terrible incident that happened, now the wrestling protocol and football protocol when it comes to concussions right. is more active now than ever and, and making sure it doesn't happen again. Unfortunately, you have to go through some of those things that, like, something terrible has to happen to a point where, you know, people start paying attention to. Like, I don't want to get too political, but, like, what's going on in our political system right now? It's gotten terrible to the point that now everybody's realizing, okay, we need better representation. We need better ideas. These people who we vote in are not voting, is not our voice. Our voice needs to be heard better. Sometimes you have to go into that lowest of the low to build up higher than you've been before. And I truly believe that in, in all aspects of life. And to stay on that, that's going to come eventually. But while the 50, 60-year-olds are still out there voting, who is the majority of our oh, voters, yeah, I agree. it's going to happen. I agree. It, it's going to take time. Now, the problem is is that once we get into that, and this is as much politics as I'm going to talk, once we get into that is how are you going to get these other people to vote who yeah. are now yeah. 18 right. to 30 who most don't vote, how are you going to get them to and a lot vote? Because if they're not doing it now, de- they're not going to do it And what happened in 20 2016, I mean, they're defeated. Right. So, and now it's just getting out there because of what's going on, of I, course. Yeah, I think, I think you have to just make them hungrier and make them care. And whether whether it's fake wokeness on, on social media or the keyboard activists or anything, anything to get some people out there caring more and getting them out there, I mean, by any means necessary, something needs to change. And I think that kind of goes back with, with Chris Benoit Jr. Um, uh, about what's what's going on. I, I think we're at a point now that 
I wouldn't have a problem to see him as Chris Benoit Jr. I would. Every, everybody loves legacy names. Yes. You know. You know. Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair for a reason because right. her, she's the daughter of Ric Flair. If she was called something else, if she was someone, if she was just another wrestler calling herself Charlotte Flair, she would never be where she is now. And she's one of the top. I mean, she's in the industry. She's, she's one of the top in the industry for mm-hmm. women, even though her matches are subpar. Yeah, and she can't do a freaking moonsault to save her life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we, when we watch, we're waiting for her to just walk out like, "Oh, did she get bigger implants again?" Yeah, exactly. Every time we see her, I'm like, "Did she?" Did she get them redone again? I, I, I never seen a woman, and I mean she's a, she's a pretty gal, but like she changes week to week like a freaking chameleon. Yeah, and, and I just like I, I, I and and maybe maybe we're diving into the point that maybe it's none of our business. Maybe she struggled with like you know physical issues or like you know eating disorders or whatever, and that's it, it is what it is for for that. But I but, I feel it comes to a point where you know you know stop stop when you. Quit trying to over and over polish something. When it's clean, it's clean. You yep. know? And she's well now she's happily what engaged. And I didn't know until these guys yes. told me she's like, This will be her third husband. Yep. I'm like, this wait, what? Third. I just had like, no idea. Just oh. like dear old dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I had no idea. That's exactly what I said. Oofa. Oof. Reminded me of that um, triple H. But I, I, I honestly don't think it, it, I think we're getting to the point now that if we are finally gonna get past something like that. I think it's time for someone to take over the mantle. He was not, I mean, he was part of Chris, but he was Chris Bunwell's son from his first marriage. Right. You know, he, uh, he, 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 he knows he, it was, uh, how terrible it was. He's not making light of it or anything, but I think also you can continue the legacy to erase him from time is, is a terrible thing. He did things that impacted the wrestling industry that should still care. Yes, Hulk Hogan's a giant-ass racist, but are we going to deny what he's done for the industry? Nope. nope. No. Yeah, Which but is, when you're at the same time, when you when Hulk Hogan was doing his thing, you're not getting paid by corporate sponsors. No, that's true. Chris Benoit does his thing. Mm-hmm. You you know, your, your hands are tied. Yeah, yeah. And when a lot of people... You know, I mean, you go through different industries, whether it be entertainment or, you know, politics or anything like that. There's a lot of shitty people that do a lot of shitty things Mm -hmm. and people can seem to separate, you know, the art from the artist. Yeah, Especially even in music. You know, there's a lot of shitty people in music, but everybody seems to separate the art from the artist. That's and the biggest thing I think. Not to interrupt with, you. Yeah. But and with the, that Chris Benoit thing, you know, that's you know, you got corporate sponsors. And, 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 that's, and that's where you are your money's coming from. So you have to separate it. And I don't think there's I don't think a lot of people I think the majority of people were able to separate that and didn't really care. Well, I, not necessarily I did. didn't care, yep. but like it didn't affect them to the point it, to where like, oh, that, dude, I no, I'm I'm erasing Chris Benoit. That that's the, that's the, that's the thing right there. Is it? It sucks. It's terrible. You hate it, but right. it's none of our families. It does not. It did not affect my day to day life in one bit. And it's right. it. It sounds bad to say, right? But it's the truth. It did. Yeah. And we put people in, or not we. We don't do shit. We just talk about it. The <laughs> right. WWE or whomever right. puts people in the Hall of Fame based on what you do in the ring, right. based in on the wrestling what, business. not right. outside. Now with that point. Like you said, sadly as it is, if he just would have taken his own life and not his wife and child, right. I guarantee he would have been in the Hall of Fame yeah. like that, that oh, yeah. next year. Agreed. I agree. Guaranteed. I agree. I think, it, and that's something that people are, are, are going to discuss more, and it's big, a hot topic, especially when you brought up music, is how can you separate the art from the artist? 
does one affect the other? Like, and, and that's a big problem. Like, there's big, you know, rapists and everything. I, I, I forget who, I think it was uh, the lead singer of Every Time I Die. He tried to put out a, a, and tried to put a hit on his wife to kill her. Mm. And yet he's still making music and people still... Right. I, people I still buy do, it. Yeah, don't... Uh, I, I, don't call me on that band because that that might be actually incorrect. But I mean, I, you got Michael Jackson, you got yeah. R. Kelly, Roman Polanski yeah. still puts out movies, right? Exactly. Forty years yeah. after, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know. It's 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 gonna be a hard like how can you can you separate the two worlds? Does one affect the other? And that's a big discussion point because a lot of people are like, you're the same person whether your art reflects that or not. Right. Like, a lot of people can. A lot of people can't. Yeah. I I just I don't know. It, you know. It, it, so, if I butcher this, I'm sorry. So Tim Lambus is? is that right? Because that's what I'm reading is the guy's uh, name. I don't know. For attempting to hire a hitman to murder as a straight What was flight. the band? Uh, I got to find the band, but I got the name of the guy. Okay, I got <laughs> the name of the guy. So I, don't think, I don't think it's every time I die. I think it's something else. I think it's something along the same lines of that. Austrian Death Machine? I don't think that's it. This might be another guy that tried to hire somebody Jesus, to kill his father. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. The, 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 the oh. point is, like, you know, I, I, I think it's gotten to the point where, like, Wrestling loves legacy characters. Yes. I think it's time for... Um, I think it's time that if he does go by Chris Benoit Jr., I I think... I, I personally would not Why have not? a problem Let with him that. do it. Let yeah. him do it. I let think him do it. it. Let him do it. It's time. I mean, it's been how many right. years now since this yeah. happened? Several. Yeah. I think people are past it. Now that the younger kids that are in this and in the generation of watching wrestling have no idea who Chris Benoit is. So I'm right. not worried about them. And for us, right. we don't care. We're middle-aged men. Right. We're in our 30s, mid-30s, yep. and late 20s, and, and we're fine with it. We don't care. So moving on a little bit, did you get anything, Bear, from Jason? I did not. Unfortunately, he's been with customers today, so he could not get me anything. That is fine. So I did yell at him about it, though. <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah, really he, bad. he gives us some interesting uh, take. Sometimes we're like, we want questions, topics. He'll just make a statement. And it's like, well, that's not a topic to, for us to discuss. But we still continue on. So I'm going to get into Jeremy is going to give us trivia questions. He's waiting. But before that, I just want to quickly talk about Ring of Honor, what's going on there, what's happening with Marty. Uh, he's taking over as head booker. <laughs> so how do we feel about that? I, 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 I love Marty Skrull. I think he's one of the, the, one of the top free agents that's not signed to a major company uh, at this very moment. Um, everybody expected him to go to AEW, and he was one of the last people that you know was that exodus of the elite from the Bullet Club uh, in New Japan who came over to Ring of Honor and, and did all that stuff. And they're like, "All right, we're gonna start our own company." And everybody went over, and he was the last mainstay. Even at All In, when they put on All In, which is a fantastic pay per view, um, even rewatching all those matches and just the idea of just like this self promoted. You know, self-raised, you know, pay-per-view that was unheard of. That started the, the the door for the idea of AEW. He was the only person from the elite that lost his match. Someone, Cody hmm. Cody Rhodes won the NWA right. title. Uh, uh, the Young Bucks won. Were in the main event of that six-man, and they won. Uh, 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 Hangman Page won his match uh, against Joey Janela. He was the only per- Kenny Omega won against Pentagon. He was the only person that that lost. Right. And 
that was crazy to me because Pentagon was huge right after the heels of uh, Lucha Underground. And I thought Kenny Omega would take the L. Yeah, and you got me into Lucha Underground. You were the yeah. reason I started watching that. You're yeah. like, dude, you got to check this out. And that's when Ricochet was there, right. obviously yeah. not under Ricochet. Right, and right. And you're like, just watch this. You're going to be amazed. Yeah. And I was like, why am I not? Why haven't I watched this? Right. <laughs> and that's honestly, honestly like some of those off the wall, like weird shows, like I, even though it was terrible. Wrestling Society X had great in-ring stuff. Yes. Right. Even though it was terrible. It was fucking terrible. There, there's a show coming. I sent it to these guys. I don't remember what it is. It's in Circleville, Ohio, which is just south of Columbus. Right. And it is a big show. All these right, names yeah, that we yeah. saw that are there were like, what in the hell? If I find it, I'll send it yeah, to yeah. you. I was like, I you got to look for it? it? Yeah, you look for it in the meantime. And while we do that, so Jeremy did get to me. And he's got me the first trivia question. Oh, so. let, let me finish. Let yeah, me finish go ahead. I think, Marty, I think Marty Skrull staying in the Ring of Honor and building up, because he's super over across the board. Absolutely. And he can still do New Japan, because New, New Japan really enjoys what he's doing. You know, he has that relationship with now, he's building up that relationship now with the NWA again. So, like, it's opening those doors about, like, wrestling being so fluid that, like, all these people can jump and be a part of both these companies and having intercompany, you know, matches. You know, and NWA's into the fire. It's gonna be Nick Aldis versus Flip Gordon from Villain Enterprises. So you have that Ring of Honor versus NWA, uh, you know, match, which I love the idea of these inner intercompany matches. Ring of Honor needs to get back to what it once was. If that means Marty Scurll has the books, and that means he makes a lot more money and working less days and still can be opportunities of freelance and still be creative and still control the character and everything, good on him, honestly. Do I want to see him in AAW? Absolutely. Do I want to see the whole Villain Enterprises faction in AAW? Absolutely. Is it going to happen anytime soon? I don't think so. I think he's going to be staying in Ring of Honor for at least the next few years. Yeah. Let him run it. Let him get his buck and go from there. So this uh, he just sent it to me, these guys. So it's uh, Saturday, March 14th uh, at the Fairgrounds Heritage Center in Circleville, Ohio. So I'm just going to start rambling off names. You'll be amazed okay. at this. James J. Dillon. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, Midnight Express, Bobby Fulton, Ernest Miller, Chase Owens, Ricky Morton, Road Warrior Animal, Raven, Brian Pillman Jr., Buff Bagwell, Missy Hyatt, Jimmy Valiant, uh, Sandman, Tommy Rich, Francine, Shane Douglas, Dan Severn, Nikita Koloff, New Jack, Kevin Sullivan. New the Jack. the average age New of Jack. all those people are 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. And as much as I would love to see about half of those people live... It's probably going to be bad. It's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be real bad. Bagwell won't even show up. Yeah, he oh, probably bag, won't. Bagwell. <laughs> he God. might have a date. I loved Bagwell, but oh, Yeah, right. So what we do with this is I'll let these guys, they can just write it down. You can just, you can type it in. I try, we, we do this legit. We usually write it down. They text me their answers. I'm going to just uh, put mine in and then we'll just go around the room if we do know it. All right. So first question. Uh, on June 2nd, 2010, Bray Wyatt joined NXT using which ring name? So Bear doesn't know. We'll give him some time. I typed in the name that I think it is already, and I, I'm assuming it's what it was a little bit later, so I'm going to go with that. I, you don't think it was? I don't think so, but I don't remember it. Though. So my thought was Husky Harris. No, and it, it wasn't was, Husky. It was something Was it was, was something that. before that? Yeah. I, I think it was... I, I, it was uh, I think I forget what the first name was, but I think it was like it was Bo it was Bo Dallas's brother, I think. So because I think I don't think it was I don't think it was Wyndham. I don't think he went by the Wyndham name. I don't remember to be honest. Like Bill 
<laughs> That's what I would say. It could be that Bill Dallas. No, uh, I just, it is Husky Harris. Okay. Oh, saying. really? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of surprising. As I remember, because that's all I remember out. when he was with uh, yeah. when they did that whole thing when they did the invasion when yeah. I was all excited and then they fucking ruined. I was like, no, are they talking like the NXT TV program or before that? Yeah, he's saying 2010. That, okay, when he came yeah. out, and that's about the time that we had the invasion. Right. We had well, Wade Barrett and all of those yeah. guys. I, you know, it didn't change the NXT until then. Oh, and it was because oh, it was like so, FCW. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, that's I think that's what threw me off. And that could be what it is. And he had like the little Hannibal Lecter type. Uh, mask yep. or whatever he came out in. Yeah, but. and but think of all the guys that you had in there in that first and the Nexus. I, the Nexus. Yeah. I thought the Nexus was a fantastic uh, faction. Can I can I just stop for a moment? Absolutely. And and the, the I forget what her name is. The woman, the backstage interviewer, who's for AEW. She's extremely attractive. Yeah. Like obnoxiously attractive. Like I'm almost mad at how hot she is. <laughs> you ever you ever see anybody who's just so goddamn attractive? You're just like. That's how I Man. felt. That's how I felt it when we went to Wrestle. We went to WrestleMania 30, and we worked merchandising. We went to Access, and that's how yeah. I felt when I met Alexa Bliss. And this oh, is before yeah. she became big. Right. I'm like, right. she's from Columbus. I'm gonna get yeah. there. I'm gonna she's marry also, her. She's also obnoxiously pretty. Oh, it, it, and she's like what, four foot ten? Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. so yeah. tiny. She's she's the same height as my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> under five foot. Under five foot, and she, you know, she's. And I from, like short girls, but don't get me wrong, but. Phew. I'm fat. There's no way I would have ever had a chance of something that hot. That hot <laughs> Is ever, it uh, ever. Alicia Altot? No, a, no, no. I, see, I don't like her, her, honestly. Don't I don't, like her? I'm not a big fan of her. And, she, and she's also from Toledo, by the way. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. She was dating somebody from Toledo. I think she moved here. And then I think they broke up, but I don't know. What it is? I don't know. She's oh, on no. the, the 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 girl that uh, the girl who interviews for AEW. She's uh, she's on the the roster along with Butcher the Blade and the Bunny, which I'm all for like this tag team at all. I'm I'm for I'm for uh, steampunk uh, FDR wrestling. All right? right, who's the butcher? Yeah, who is the butcher? And it, it comes up with a giant mustache and a monocle, <laughs> and he looks and he's also the guitarist for a band, and he's like he will like just look like he'll literally. Suplex you into oblivion, and then do a State of the Union address afterwards. <laughs> and then this walk he does, like he just like yeah. he he looks like he's doing like lunges around the ring. It's just I love the butcher and the blade. So, I'm all for this faction. Anyway, go on. No, no, some of these I don't know, like Alex Marvez. No, okay, it's no, uh, the, yeah. there. I got you here. You, you should have just pulled up the AEW website. Yeah, that's what I should have done. That would have been a lot easier. Look at you pictures. You Wikipedia. It's just like, no, know, it's on like the website. Quick typing because I'm trying to do this too. Yeah, we did get. Uh, we do have a next question while okay. you're looking for this. Next up for two point, we're not doing points really here, are we? It doesn't. I mean, it would have been one for me if it I, was. I just gave you one. Well, I, thanks. I didn't hear it. Two points. Which wrestler debuted as White Thunder in WCW 1998, only to scrap the name shortly after due to fears of being deemed racist? So. This is multiple choice. <laughs> yeah. That's what, <laughs> Don't get into I, multiple I don't choice. Know, I, don't, I don't know the yeah. actual name. Oh, that was Jen Sturger, by the way. Oh. That was Jen Sturger? Yeah, I believe that was Jen Sturger. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, that's, that's the one that's yeah, that's Brett Favre sent a dick pic to, that same Jen yeah, Sturger, right? I think yeah, so, yeah. Okay, it Jen. was? That's her? Yeah, she that's her. Well, that is her. You're she absolutely did. correct. She does not look the same there. No. But she, I know she was hot then. And that she's was, obnoxiously hot. She was like 10 years ago. She's obnoxiously hot. I mean, hot. I would have risked it all, too. Yeah. yeah I know. Hey, hey, shoot your shot, man. Yeah, she's uh, 36 years old. She's <laughs> five foot two. You know, just to get that out there. She's obnoxiously attractive. Anyway. Do we know White Thunder? White Thunder. No idea. No idea. Well, I mean, WCW, I'm going to take it. I'm going to stab at it at least. All right, stab at it. (laughs) 
I'm gonna just go with uh, Disco is it, is it Lodi? Uh, <laughs> Lodi, Lodi would be good. I was almost gonna go uh, the guy that plays Glacier because that was a terrible. Oh. Game. I, don't know. I would say Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno. So I'm gonna ask you. Do you have a guess? No. You, no. <laughs> Lodi's my Lodi's guess. Is, uh, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna, go I'm gonna say Vampiro. Scott Steiner. Really? Right. That's what. This, this is why I love Jeremy. He gives us some interesting questions, yeah. and I'm like, wow, this is great. Uh, and finally, here's the last one from him. Makes sense. There are only three wrestlers right. to win both NWA and WWE heavyweight titles. Buddy Rogers is one. Who are the other two? Isn't Bob Backlund one of them? So I'm going to put that in there. And he says WWE, WWF for heavyweight champion. I want to say Bob Backlund's one of them. Bob Backlund. NWA. Cody, uh, Dusty Rhodes never won the championship. NWA. Yeah, that would be. Because we know. Hogan. Hogan. Cody never won it. He got NWA did for a hot Flair, second. Did Flair ever win the heavyweight? The WWF? Yes. He won it in the, the Royal yeah. Rumble. So Flair. Yeah, Flair. So won. Bob Backlund and Flair look pretty Bob Backlund's possible. I, I think Flair. I would say I would say Flair. I'm gonna say Flair, Flair and Harley Race. Harley Race is a solid guess. Harley too. Race never Ooh. won. The but he never won WWF. Title. Uh-uh. Oh gosh. No. no. So NWA so Cody never won the WWE heavyweight championship. No, Cody's the, high, the, high, the highest Cody no. ever got is Intercontinental. And he said the other one will be no. a shocker, I think. So oh, we got to think shocker. Uh, gosh. Yeah, it, you got to think about it because there's so many. Da- you could go. We don't know how far we're going back. It's a thinker question. This is why wait, we like him. Wait, Christian. That's a good one. Christian won the NWA title in his TNA run. Yeah, he won he the world title. Won the world, he never won the WWE title. No, yeah, yeah, he did. He won. Oh, with the WWE. Yeah. Do you consider the world title or the WWE? He's title? saying the WWE, WWE heavyweight yeah. championship, so, so not the yeah. world. Uh, maybe, title. maybe it's not Christian. I know Christian. He just said nope to Christian. No. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. Did, I know it's did you just flaring. see MJF shirt? No, what it said. I banged Dallas's daughter. <laughs> oh wow! And Jeez. it has the it has the. Oh yeah. gee, MJF, MJF is one of the best. He's so heels great, in the industry so right great now. as a heel. Just like he's he's the heel that you hate as a heel, but you're cheering for him because he's a heel. Mm-hmm. Like he's not Miz. I think Miz is probably the worst. It was probably one of the worst heels. I I don't like the Miz at all. Mm-hmm. I don't like Baron Cor- Baron Corbin's a waste of space. So, so I I got uh, he gave a hint. Just so the hint will okay. give it away because I already I already oh. put it in because I know it's right. Um, do you want the hint? Yeah, yeah. you already right. got it. Because, yeah, once you hear the hint, you'll get it. Uh, the only wrestler, he's actually, the other one's the only wrestler to actually hold the TNA, NWA, IWGP, and WWE. Oh, AJ Styles. That's why I said it's so easy once he All gives right. yeah. the bigger clue. Yeah, yeah, AJ Styles won the NWA title in TNA. Right. Yeah. So here we go. So for this week, I'm sure you guys heard about it, and I have not. I just got the breaking, well, it was an hour ago that I found out, but we're, you're going to find out right now. Uh, we did not talk about this, but Rocky Johnson died. Oh, yeah. I, I, I heard that before I came in. Sad to hear yeah. about. And since you were talking about movies last week, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was by far my favorite movie of the year because we randomly talk about movies and probably my favorite movie of the last decade. Just incredible. I did some research going in on Manson and everything as I was not too familiar. And knowing all of that really makes the movie. Not knowing what happened to Sharon Tate or the Manson Ranch, the movie would not be the mm-hmm. same impact. Maybe next week you can come up with your top movies of 2019. 
2019. I would be interested to hear them. So we'll talk about wrestling. And then we diverged off because we started. I plugged the joke, as you can see. I, right. I'm a huge. You don't see my arm. But this whole half sleeve is Batman related. Right. And this is the Killing Joke Joker is right here. Nice. And so we, I plugged the Joker. I'm like, you got to see. I need to watch. This. I need to sit down and watch. I just got a digital copy from work. And, and I need to sit down and watch it. Especially when it has 11 freaking Oscar noms. Right. It, it, and, uh, you know, uh, I almost said Jared Leto. Joaquin. I'm sorry, Joaquin Phoenix. I do not mean to disgrace you. Uh, Joaquin <laughs> if you're Phoenix, if you're listening, he got the Golden Globe for Best Actor. He's up for the Oscars. So we'll see what happens. And we, we started talking about The Irishman and other movies that are out. And we got into a mafia. Like the name of one of our episodes, because we talked about mob movies, was called Stink Face at the Mafia Disco. Because we started just talking randomly about things. So I appreciate Jeremy. He, we, he likes, we give him recommendations on movies what to watch for for wrestling, and he does a great job with it. And we thank Jeremy for everything he does for us. So moving forward, now we can really get into, we've got nothing from Jason. Let's talk about AEW. So they're a year in. They're not even a year in, technically. Well, sort of. Technically started January of last year. Whoa. Oh, yeah, it scared (laughs) me for a minute. Whoa. They're, they're chair, technically the company started a year the, ago. Yeah, but, technically, yes. But what eight nine months is really yeah, what we're on television at, or, on tele- or are doing their pay per views. Yeah. yeah. So because Jericho's had the title since what May? Some somewhere? yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. About May, and so yeah. we're talking seven eight months that he's had this title. I think he'll drop it by the summer. Okay, and uh, so this first this first year that happened, what what are the high spots for you, and what do you think they really need to improve on? I think they let me let me go with the positives. Okay. I think I think I think AEW shook the wrestling world for being a not only a legitimate other company, but also putting on on TNT. They've made moves not only on just on, on the front of entertainment and and bringing a stage for a lot of these guys and and girls that are doing really cool things across the world. Uh, but also the pay, the travel is better. You know, the 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 people can rest up better. So like this, like don't get me wrong. The the idea of like the live events doing almost 50, 50 days, uh, fifty weeks a year is a tremendous idea. Uh, it's fun and everything, but it also wears down your bodies real quick. Right. So you know you have the idea of just like. And people are like, oh, these guys are only going down for one day. No, they're doing like presses. They're down for, I think, like three days of stuff. So, you know, you're you're still, and a lot of these wrestlers are still able to do like other companies and independent dates and things like that. They can also have control of their own characters. Nothing is super scripted, you know. I think as a whole, just the industry standpoint is really interesting. And also bringing in all these international flares and getting you to check out like, some of these people, Kenny Omega bringing in, you know, not only himself, but like bringing in, the, you know, all the Joshi wrestling, mm-hmm. which is huge and everything. I think the, the the it's a very unique mix of new and old, and they're doing it better than TNA did. Right. Which is like, yes, putting the title on Chris Jericho is a great move, to be honest. Mm-hmm. The guy is still reinvented decade after decade. And he still got he still got it, and, he, and he's still one of the top wrestlers of all. He will be he will go down when he finally retires, whenever that is. He will go down as one of the best in 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 the wrestling history books. He'll be okay. on that Mount Rushmore yeah. wrestling, absolutely, absolutely. And I like you when we talked about this. So what I when I watched Jericho, you know, I like I said, I loved mm-hmm. Jericho for years. You know, started in the late '80s, 
comes out. I mean, we're in the 2020s now. Right. And so he's across four decades right. of wrestling. And for me, watching him, I, I watch him miss some spots here and there. Right. And it's not bad. I'm like, this guy is damn near 50 years old. And he's still moving like he's, you know, a young guy. And what he and he's probably the busiest guy on that roster. Exactly. Which is absolutely insane. So to stay in shape, be a rock star, do your podcast, yeah. all of these things is just amazing. I think I think they have a great wrestling, uh, they have a great mentality. You know, tag team wrestling is in the forefront again, you know. Uh, you're, you're bringing all these interesting wrestlers of also uh, of different genders, of different sexual orientations. Nyla Rose being a transgender female in yep. the women's roster, whatever you feel about it, that's fine. It's another conversation for another day. But, you know, I, I think it's pretty cool what they're doing. They're having openly gay characters uh, that are actually gay human beings there, you know. And they're not making it like, oh, this person's gay. Look how gay they are. Gay, gay. Like, it's not like they just, they're, they're a wrestler that happens to be gay. Or they're a wrestler that happens to be transgender, or they don't even focus on that, like you know, things like that. It, I, they're opening the doors for the the biggest alternatives and everything. The entertain and it's entertaining and it's fun and it's very exciting. I'm gonna go see AEW in Cleveland at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Nice. I haven't been that excited to see wrestling live in quite some time. It's got me very interested in wrestling again, like more than I have ever been at this time. And I don't want to get too far off topic, right. but you said something there with that, that resonates with me personally. So mm-hmm. in my day job, we work with people with disabilities mm-hmm. and with that, what I think you hit on like outside of kind of saying without saying it right. is they don't, their focus is not putting people, they're putting people first before the label. Right. So when we deal with it, it's, you know, they're not disabled people. They're people with disabilities. Correct. And it's just like, the trans, transgender Nyla, anything like that. No, it's Nyla, and she happens to be transgender. It's whatever. It is what it is. They don't even it's, mention it on television. Exactly. That's what is beautiful, is they don't talk about it. And, like, I'm, I'm not going to get too far off topic, but there is a, a Saved by the Bell reboot coming mm-hmm. on the Peacock Network, and the star is transgender. Yeah. And I think it's great that they're doing that. They had a quick mention of it. You know how the media can blow yeah. things up. Yeah. And that's fine. And I'm like, good, just let it go. Run with it. This is the society we live in. And that's what it's great to see about, like you said, Jericho. You hit on that. That guy reinvents himself all the time. And right. it's all new stuff. And it's all great. Like the list I thought was hilarious when he came heel wearing a scarf, right. <laughs> wearing a suit. You know, you get excited for those things. And one thing for AEW that kind of, and this is kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. because, like I told you, I'm involved in the merchandise side of things. Right. So in a show uh, in, in the Midwest, they had, it was a house show. They had, or no, it wasn't a house show. It was Dynamite. But the ticket sales were twenty seven hundred, so yeah. very low. But uh, their merch was only doing like ten bucks a head, which is not good. And they, but and I got to see the display. I said, "Send me the display." All black. There's like four or five shirts, and there's five of them, and they're right. all black. And I'm like, "Oh, come on! Those shirts they could do so much better." And it's like, "Gosh, that's one big thing." As you and I both mm-hmm. know, and these guys know as well, merchandise in WWE. Is a driver. It's just, yeah. We found out when we went to WrestleMania 30, how much did we say we did that week? 2.5 million in merch? Close to it, yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Two and a half million in just merchandise. So we were there for, you know, Brock and and Taker, which was. And those are some of the plainest shirts that we were selling. Oh my God. It was so. Yeah. There's like no. There's $25 for. There's no like style in it anymore. That's why I'm so glad AEW hooked up with Pro Wrestling Tees. That, they do so much better with that. And some of the the shirts they're selling though are not the good ones you see on pro wrestling tees. Oh yeah, it's so bad. And then they linked up with uh, who? Oh, gosh, forgive me. The store 
Um, hot topic. Thank you. Hot topic. They linked up. I haven't been to a hot topic since, but I do want to see what they have in there. They have, I don't know. So they have a good handful of shirts and everything. I mean, I like the I like ordering from Pro Wrestling Tees because also the money goes to the wrestler itself. Right. right. So it's like buying the record from the band themselves instead of buying it through label or streaming it through streaming services. They get more cut of the money. Anyway, and that's what you want to see. Yes, and, uh, and that was that we we talked about. I, I won't jump off into music, but something that blew me away. And I just want you to confirm this for me. Is this an off the topic yeah. question? Did vinyls outsell CDs last year? Did vinyl? Yeah, vinyl. Off, sorry, it, sorry, vinyl. It's a big. It's a big pet peeve of mine. I'm it's sorry, not, vinyl. It's not, it's not vinyls. It's vinyl. It, oh God, stop! Stop! There it is. <laughs> Dustin Rose just did a Canadian destroy, and I hate it. I hate it. Stop. It's cool, but stop. Stop. Anyway, um, I, I, I would believe that that is true because it, it everybody that I know either buy a, um, vinyl or they buy it digitally or stream it digitally. That's it. There's so, no CDs. Cassettes are whatever, still thing for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I have like eight cassettes from bands that I bought. The, for uh, people that came in like other sets, or I bought individually, or I won in a contest, I have a download card in it. But and you can and I appreciate you, you can see I'm not in the music industry, right. so vinyl. Thank you. I yes. will remember that. It's like a uh, fish. It's, it's like it's fishes. like it's like moose. <laughs> yeah. It's a moose rule, as I call it. <laughs> not meese or yeah, mooses no, or no, it's moose <laughs> deers. It's one moose, two moose. <laughs> I love it. Uh so with the like, what has been your biggest beef, Cody, with uh, AEW so far? You know, honestly, I don't really have any just yet. Okay. I mean, I, you I just got to give them a chance. They just started. You know, they've done a lot of great things to be around less than a year. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're they on TV. It's on a, you know, major quote-unquote cable network. You know, they they have pay-per-views. They're streaming. You know, everything that everybody claims that they want other companies to do like WWE, they're doing it. And they're also doing it in their own lane. Yep. So and I think a lot of people, they they take a lot of time and they try to nitpick, you know, just because they're new. You know, you got you to gotta think, WWE's been around, you know, damn near, what, 50, 60 years. Yeah. You right. know, AEW, hell, half of the roster wasn't even alive when... Mm-hmm. You know when WWE had its golden, you know the the golden era back in the eighties. Right. So you know you gotta give these guys a chance, and a lot of these guys have never been you know on TV to know the types of things that you do. I will give them. I will. I will. They don't them. have the the performance center right. to where you know uh, all these older wrestlers that WWE can afford to pay to train newer wrestlers on how to you know wrestle on TV. So, you know, I think that I don't really have, you know, many gripes, really. Yeah. You know, just give them a chance. I mean, you ha- they have a, a, a few old heads in, in you know, in like Arn Anderson's back, you know, Jim we know Ross. Dean, we know Dean Malenko's backstage. Yeah, Dean and, Malenko. And, and Kip Sop, yeah. as we know, <laughs> Billy Gunn. Uh, we know he's back right. there. And, uh, and they had fun with him, of course, at the mm-hmm. WWE Hall yeah, of Fame. Right. He got inducted and about right. that. So, um, with that... The I I'm excited to see where they go from here, and we haven't talked about it yet. We talked about it before the show, but they are adding a second show. Uh, we don't know what it is yet. We don't know what day it will be. They, they've been extended to 2023, and that's the other TNT, part, which is great, which is awesome, that's um, amazing. I, I think the biggest thing, like my my first gripe for it, a little bit is 
you should have established a mid-card title. And you should have established it a lot sooner. The re- I understand not bogging down your your company with too many titles. Then that just waters down the title and there's no reason for it. However, you need a world heavyweight title. You need a women's title. You need a tag team title. But you need to have that secondary title. Well, what and- about NXT? I mean, they, they just brought on... A secondary title. You can, and that's very recently. And NXT's been around for you know since 2010. It took them 10 years to get a secondary title. That's true. So why does AEW need a title right out the bat? I think if I, the WWE had the capability to do it, the roster to do it, and then right. do it. AEW doesn't have that roster, so why do they need a mid card title? I love the idea of having what like the inter uh, the Intercontinental title used to be. If you were the Intercontinental Champion, you were the number one contender for the world title. And I feel like that idea was also a great idea. And also, sometimes, let, let, let's be honest, I, I love the idea of, like, your whole roster can be filled with all these superstars that at one point, at a certain point, any time, one of those people can run the company, could be the face of the company. But we can be completely honest. There are certain people and the certain just how they are portrayed or how are they booked, there are certain people that will never be the face of the company. Okay, Do- so, all right. Now, we just had, they just showed Roderick Strong with the North American title. Right. Can you honestly say you give a damn about the North American title? I like the North American title, but it, it also but, treats I mean, it can, as... Does it really matter? It does it I, matter I, I, who's I, holding I, that title? Yes, yes, I understand. I understand that. But I love the. I, I like the idea. First off, the North American title is probably one of the better looking titles WWE. Has. We have talked about that. I do love that. It's title. probably one. Of the, and next, I like the UK title. I was just gonna say next to the UK titles, the NXT UK titles, which right. I WWE has too many titles. And, and yes, <laughs> that is fair. I, I give you. I give you. The, I'll give you that. The North American title. Nobody really cares about the North American title because you're not giving it. A chance, right. and if the whole, and that's the thing with AEW. If the whole goal in any promotion is to be world heavyweight champion, it shouldn't that be what? And that's the whole point with AEW right now. That's what everybody's trying to become. I just like it. Just like, like the, who we, says you know? As soon as they, if you debut a guy, who the fuck says? Yeah, I came to be North American champion. That was a goal in my life when I was as soon as I was a kid. Right. I seen Roderick Strong, and I said, "Damn it, I want to be him." Hey man, some people might. I think I think the idea but, of just I like mean, those are the titles that are the stepping stones to right. the the world title, and we have a slew of in AEW we have a slew of great wrestlers that are not getting much time to shine, which I can understand having one show for two hours and a and a AEW dark show, which they're starting to build their storylines with right. as well. That are all the dark matches. But, like, we have guys like Sean Spears, like Darby Allen, like Sonny Kiss, like Dustin Rhodes. Like, these, these guys are not in the tag team division, and they're not going for the heavyweight title. So they're just kind of floating in limbo. Mrs. And I, Ricochet, then. And I just, yeah, Mrs. Ricochet. You know, oh, yeah. Casey, uh, what? Uh, what Kevin Zarro. Uh, yeah, the, that her whole gimmick is Ninja she Warrior. was on American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. So <laughs> she can climb cool things right. better than go. others. She, so she's Spider-Man. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, you, I feel like you need to at least show at least a little bit. And, and it goes back to my, 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 my first point. 
the person who held the secondary title, at least back in the day, if you were Intercontinental Champion, you were a number one contender for mm-hmm. the NW uh, for for the world title. NWA started doing that as well, right? Um, uh, with you know. Uh, with NWA Power, with I don't know how many R's you're supposed to put on it. Power, <laughs> or do you roll the R's? Power is it Spanish? Um, it might the, be the that that James Storm, who was at what at the point was North American champion, was going to go after the NWA World's Heavyweight Title. So when you hold that secondary title, you are you are now in line. You are the next man or woman or whomever to take on the world champion. I just feel like a secondary title will give some people something to fight for that are not currently in the world title picture right now. I guess, but I mean, you got to think. New Japan has done it forever. You know, New Japan New has Japan two, has two, never two had a secondary title. Yeah, and they introduced two secondary titles right, within, within the last recently. ten years, and they never needed them. You no. know, I mean, even WCW. At one point, it was just you know they they had the U.S. title, but then there were the a lot TV of guys the TV and, title. Yeah, yeah. But then there are a lot of guys that were world heavyweight champion and were world heavyweight champion before they even thought about becoming U.S. champion or or TV champion. And for a lot of people, you know, like we talk about the guys like Jericho, Malenko, all those right. guys, Rey Mysterio were the cruiserweight division right. and had that and right. and going on. And it was interesting to see how that kind of transpired and right, went yeah. over time. And now right. those guys, those guys, I don't want to say now, but in the 2000s yeah. became top guys in WWE, which was great. And yeah. that's where kind of WCW right. mishandled them. And that's where WWE got better. Now it's a little different. But moving on with this, I, I think also the, like another point of like yeah, the I bastard. forgot to call him the bastard. The bastard. I, I thought I thought I thought it was called. I thought it was named Pac for the longest time and, and not Pac. I thought it was Pac too. It's yeah, like, it's like Tupac. I, yeah, exactly. I I think I you know, and I also think like a better direction on certain storylines. Like I think the women's division is still a little, little convoluted right now, and and I understand that you're trying to make Brandy Rhodes as like a Stephanie McMahon esque character. You can't make the women division by her, right? Um, and I also know that it's a lot harder. And Cody has has mentioned this as um, has mentioned this in in interviews. So like they have a lot of international talent that travel to the United States. But what is going on in in uh, for what is going on politically right now? It's getting harder and harder. It's making it harder for a lot of those people to travel, to commute from England, Japan, or whatnot, to come to America just for a stint of a week or whatnot. It's getting a little bit harder for them, so they can't build the roster of a lot of those other super, uh, of those other wrestlers as well. I can understand that. Um, I, I, I think they have a really solid roster, and I think it's only going to get a little bit better. I also hope. That AEW does not grab every WWE person that is fired. Yes. I I can understand getting the ones that are misrepresentation who never got the chance to actually run with the ball, like a Cesaro. Like like they they grabbed Sean Spears, which I would love to see something do more with Sean Spears. You know, Ty Dillinger was such an over character. Yeah. But they 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 started so strong, with Sean Spears banking him like the chairman and taking on Cody, and then he fizzled out hard. You know they have Jack uh, Jack Hager, um, aka Jack Swagger. That he, I mean, he did all right in WWE, but not good enough. Like, and I, now they're really making him something like as a legitimate threat, especially with all the stuff with Bellator and and things like that. I want them to just be very careful of picking and choosing the people that like when Luke Harper is free from his non compete. 
I think they should go after Luke Harper, and I think he should be that giant-like character and call him Brody Lee. Obviously, that's yes. his indie name, yep. name, and let him run rough shot through everything. Like he used to do in matches. Like when he was really big, he started uh, growing more in Chikara. He would do in Chikara where the match has not even started or the bell is rung, and he comes running at you with a giant big boot and flatten guys in like seconds flat. You, I, I love that, and I want him to be an AEW. But the idea of like the revival, revival ain't going nowhere. No, uh, Matt Hardy. I don't want them to touch the Hardys. The Hardys are. I love the Hardys, but Jeff is. Jeff has issues. Yes, that and, and issues. demons and needs to get help. Matt Hardy has done it all, seen it all. He does not. If he does anything with AEW, I want him to be like Billy Gunn, like Jerry Lynn, like you know, uh, you know, uh, this coach-like yeah. idea. And that's how I was like with Matt. It's funny you mentioned Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. I bought his shirt because I could not stop laughing. So I bought this. So when I cut my grass, I yeah. have the it's the uh, tank top that oh, says "Mower yeah. of Lawns." Yes. <laughs> so my the, the person across the street's like. You have a lawn mowing shirt. I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah, if you don't watch wrestling. You wouldn't yeah. get it. It's 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 crazy. Like I, I I want them to be very careful who they pick and choose and everything. Absolutely. Um, I don't mind the idea of big pay per view events and doing only four. Um, that means there's something important. But that means also, I still think you should put like pay per view almost like names or events or things like that every couple of months as well in that in between. Right. They yes, they are still building. They're one year. They're gonna have their growing pains. I think they are finding their stride, and I think I like where the direction's going. And if the ratings and everything was gonna get better, and with a secondary show, whenever that happens, that's gonna bring a lot more attention to a lot more superstars that we can do it. But I I I think the intentions are very good. I think I cannot wait for more for it. So, uh, one question for all of you, big question: Would they be where they are without Chris Jericho? We can start with you, Cody. Would they get there without Chris Jericho? Where they are right now? Granted, Probably. I think they would have got there eventually. They would have gotten there, just not as fast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not yeah, to where they're at right now. No, right, you're right. I, I, I think Chris Jericho adds a. As a household name that people know. Yep. Uh, wrestling fans of new and old. Wrestling fans that were really big and then they have soured upon and left the left watching and then came back. I, I'm I'm one of them. Um, but uh, rough, I left watching wrestling because a, a close personal friend of mine passed away. And we all, like, wrestling was our bonding point. Yeah. So it was only not until, like, last few years that I've gotten really big into it again. And I, we could, I think we could tell you've gotten yes. big into it. All the things uh, yeah. you know about it. It's yes. fantastic. Um, I, I, I think they would have eventually got there. Um, I'm also just still questioning the idea of Cody Rhodes never challenging for the title ever again. And that's, like, they're sticking with that. I don't know for how Why long. I, you know. I... My fear I, was that they were going to put it on him right away. Yeah, I think everybody. That was my big fear. Yeah. I think he's one of the big, he's one of the biggest baby faces of the company, and now yes. he can't 
get the title. And they'll find a way, of course. I think they'll eventually find a way. If you win this Rumble that they have, some kind of over-the-top battle royal, he'll get it back. But at the same time, Cody's kind of like a Jake the Snake. Does he necessarily need the title? No. No. Except like Roddy Piper. Like, why put it on him? No, Piper never needed the title. Why put it on him if he doesn't necessarily need it? Right. And he he might not. And and I like what he's doing because he's, of course, he's involved heavily behind the scenes. Yeah, I think that's that's his focus. I think that's the best thing that they He's like so Triple H without the title. I just yeah. want I just want AEW to come to Toledo. So when Cody, so when they do the press rounds, we will end up. He'll do radio interview, and I'll get to interview Cody Rhodes, and I will flip my shit. That would be awesome. I think that's I've I've met a handful of wrestlers because of being in the radio industry. I met I met Mick Foley, super nice in person. I met Sheamus, dude's huge. <laughs> Actually, when I was in college, I had the opportunity to shake John Cena's hand backstage. And that dude is massive. His oh, yeah. hand is very I, large. I remember we had. Uh, were you with this one, or was it Kenny? We had front row seats at a live event for WWE. This was gosh ten years ago, mm-hmm. and I remember uh, my my wife at the time, who is now my significant other. <laughs> And right. Whatever you want to call it. So she was obsessed with Randy Orton, like right. obsessed. We're in the front row, and Cena is fighting, and you realize like Cena's not tall, but he's just jacked. He's you know, he's jacked. jacked. And Orton's there, and Orton keeps like you know doing his poses and looking, and, he, and he's looking our way, and I'm like, man, is he looking at her? You know, and I'm getting jealous. I'm like, I can't compete with that. So he's like looking at her. He's chewing on gum. Cena's popping him, and he's like, he turns around purposely, pops him, spits the gum out, lands right in her lap. Puts it in a pill ah. bottle, forgets about it. Of course, it gets moldy later. I'm like, we could have sold that on eBay at the time for some money for somebody. But it was one of those things that you're like, gosh, you, you, how they build him, of course. Oh, he's 6'2", he's 260, Orton's 6'4". And I'm standing with Orton. I'm like, this motherfucker's no bigger than 6'2". You know? right. He's barely taller than me. But that's how they got to build him up, and, and we know that, of course. So with AEW, I want to switch gears. We're not going to cover WWE heavy, but we've got the Royal Rumble coming up next Sunday. So this is going to release on the 19th. That is on the 26th. So just kind of like, how do you feel about there's some early predictions? One of the big rumors right now is Edge is cleared to come back. Do you think he's a surprise, which it wouldn't be a surprise now, but entrant into the Rumble? No, I I, I, I love no. the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble's one have been one of my favorite uh, pay per views, and that in Survivor Series. Yes, but Survivor Series just like yeah, like fizzled, de- devolved it, the last into whatever. Five years has yeah. sucked. And yeah, Royal Rumble, good. I I just I'm not even excited for the Royal Rumble. Like I Brock's number one going in. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think having Brock the champion and he's not doing anything. And constantly, it's just like it's just such a bad move. And we've got this big giant fear that Brock's going to go in and win and challenge the Fiend for both titles. I'm at telling WrestleMania. you now, that's my pick. Brock, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, wire to wire. Honest to God, like <laughs> I don't want to put it past them. Yeah, that's they're listening. Pick. Why? Why? Why we say it? Why, I'm picking why, it. Yeah, I know you're picking it, and I would love to see you know because who who are they going to challenge? You got Brock, and what I said was I can see somebody like what they do is whoever throws out Brock, I can see them winning and challenging Brock at WrestleMania. Wouldn't surprise me. It's the writing on the wall kind of thing that we see. And who did we we started talking about? It, who we saw having that? Who do we think we discussed it that was going to win? Uh, potentially, they're trying to push. A few people, but not too heavy. It's just, uh, there's no one, there's no one that I can. Not right now. I just nothing I can't, exciting. Nobody, nobody actively that I could see. Like the only person I could think of that could win it again, and people would be now okay with it is Roman Reigns. 
Nah, yeah, I, I still would be pissed. I think I, you know what? You know what? Here's here's the thing. Like, and I hate to. And oh my god, Darby Allen with that that coffin drop, man. Like, I love the idea and I love the move, but like, it freaks me the hell out every time he does it. And Drew McIntyre too. And Drew McIntyre. You know what? I mean, if they're gonna do something with Drew McIntyre, they need to do it soon. I, I just figured me, that I've given up on that. And for me, it would be at the Done. they waste it. Like if you're gonna do it, do it at the Rumble. Have him throw out Brock. Have him challenge Brock. Get the title. Put it on somebody that's not. Yeah, Brock. but you don't. You don't need Drew as a face. You you don't. You're right. But let him win as a face and turn him heel. I don't care. Like you know, I, I just you know and and here's the thing. I like Roman Reigns and everything, and you know more power to him for what he fought. But like. When you openly admit on WWE television that you had cancer and then you broke away, you can never turn heel ever. Because right. you can't boo a guy that beat cancer. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is Roman uh, Reigns. Right. I mean, yeah, I understand. I, know, I understand. But, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But, like, can you really ethically boo the man that beat cancer? I'll, I'll quietly boo the man. <laughs> You're like, uh, I respect you for what you did, but I don't like you as a character. Boo. Yeah, boo. Uh, like, you feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, I just, you'll, you'll, he'll, that, that, I hate the idea of WWE, like, being real. exploding, uh, exploiting everything. Like, when when Jim the Nail when Jim the Anvil Neidhart died, oh yeah, literally almost a week later, they used the death in a storyline. Right, like yeah. come on, with, man, with his daughter, with his daughter, like, like come, oh. come on, come on, like yeah, it was rough. You, yeah. Yeah. Like I just WWE, that's Vince for you though. I just they can't, do yeah. more. Yeah, can, can yeah. I get when uh, Jim died, Vince? Yeah. You'll like this. Vince, when Jim died, Jim Neidhart passed away. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? We're gonna put him on the storyline. God damn that big fucking rhino. He did so much fucking coke in the back, but he was so good. Even though he went to WCW twice. Why are you calling me? I'm on vacation. Damn it. That's okay. That's a good idea, Vince. <laughs> I think you should stick with that. Jim, he was a good guy, but he's still not as good as you, Vince. <laughs> that, that is, and yeah, that's how I can picture that going. I just yeah. like, I. They've done that. I. They've always done that though. It's I've come to expect nothing less. I I know nothing I know I just it's Vince McMahon. It, it, is, it is Vinny, Vince Vinny, McMahon. Vinny, Vinny, and he will and not stop until matter. he's in the ground. No, you're absolutely you're correct. Right. And, and 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 I never thought in, in in like years ago when Triple H was burying everybody and their mother yes. that I'd be I would say the words. I'm excited for him to take over the books. Yeah, I never would have thought I'd say I that. I never too. thought I would say I've been, that. I've been, but, I've been saying for three years. But now. holy yeah, but crap! We can only get excited about it now because Triple H is too old to actually actively wrestle. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> well, yeah. He's only he's still younger than Jericho, or he's yeah. about the same age. He's yeah, but he's at the point. But yeah, but, but he, he he'll still come and wrestle because you know I mean, he he needs he, he needs just, that he just did he against needs, yeah. Yeah, he needs right. he needs that Saudi Arabia money. Oh god, that blood money. Yeah, you need that blood money. Hey man. Yeah, that's. When they called it, when they took away the name Backlash, I'm like, you should have put that as your title for your Saudi Arabia oh, show God. because that's what you're gonna get is Backlash. That's, and, and so many people are so about it, but like at the same time, they're like, well, I need that paycheck. And what pissed me off, like being an HBK fan, I was like, no, like just let him stay retired and he come. And that match, I don't know if you saw, he it. looked sad as hell. He did, and like when that's when he tore, uh, he when. Triple H tore his arm off, and uh, and Kane's mask fell off, right. and they missed yeah. HBK. I'm like, gosh. And yeah, I was listening. Sucks. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the Broken Skull podcast with uh, Steve Austin. No. So he had Taker on the first week, and they said, is there anybody in the business that you feel is legitimately happily retired and done? He's like, Sean. Like, he, he 
he just made his peace with it. He was done. He came back because he was probably he's got that Legends deal. Yeah. Vince is like, oh, you're gonna pay you five million dollars in one show, twenty minutes. I'm sure he'll come back, Vince. Just <laughs> yeah. go ahead and give him a call. <laughs> he, you know and, he loves it. Yeah, and he said no and no and because he had what I would have loved to see in the prime AJ Styles. Shawn Michaels, great. Do I want to see it now? No. No, I don't want to see Absolutely it now. Absolutely not. Maybe, maybe, and, and that's the thing. Like A lot of these guys they have now brought in, your AJ Styles, your Kevin Owens, your all these guys that, that, have done, that have done it all and seen it all all across the world, except WWE, they're past their prime. Absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah, AJ Styles has still got it. Yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan still got it. But for how long? Right. You should have, honest to God, when TNA became a thing, like a big thing, even before they got on the Spike TV, I would have thrown, I I would have thrown everything at uh, at AJ Styles. I would have given him at the the open checkbook and go write your number, right. write your number that you want to do, write your how many dates you want to work and everything. You could have had AJ Styles run the company. You could have he could have been the guy. Because I feel like at, at the point when they were pushing John Cena to the moon, they built no one in the back end. No, they 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 had that idea. That was the biggest thing about the Attitude Era that was so great. Because hey, The Rock, but you didn't have The Rock. You still had Stone Cold. Hey, if you didn't like Stone Cold, you had The Undertaker. Hey, you had all of these names that were like these these champion like these champion huge like superb level people that. When you had John Cena, you didn't you didn't have a backup plan. You didn't have your side dishes of the meal. You just had steak, and then what it would steak more steak. So you're gonna have steak and steak. You're gonna have turf and turf. You know that that's <laughs> all that. you had. You know you don't you didn't build the meal, and now you're not building the meal. So now everybody, you have Seth Rollins as just as your champion that like doesn't. Look good. I'm sorry. I don't think Seth Rollins is world championship material. Not anymore. And now he's with AOP, and they just added Buddy Murphy. To and that. I just like no, like that's the problem. Like you're, I'm not seeing enough guys that are believable for the world title. I mean, and that's and that's why I think a mid card title still helps at this point. But then again, you know, I get I get it. And you know, John Moxley now is looking like a weird, you know, solid snake here. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. Right. You know, he he got poked in the in the in the eye from one of Jericho's not sharp spikes on his jacket. Yeah, he did the old Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, spike yeah, but I mean, hey, man, you know, whatever. Like, I just, you know, uh, and and Pat and Pack. Uh, it's it's like yeah the the. the Bastard! Like I think, I think uh, their their announcer guy, which I love, just uh, what, who's a uh, Justin jo- Roberts. Justin Roberts. Roberts. I want to say Justin Long. I don't know why. Justin Roberts. I, I think is a tremendous, uh, tr- tremendous ring announcer. I think he has too much fun when he when he calls uh, call, calls him. He is a bastard. Yeah, he has um, a lot of fun with it. You know, uh, but yeah, I, it looks like John Moxley and Pac are gonna <laughs> fight for the number one contendership uh, on a boat. They're gonna fight on a boat. Fight at eight. Well, it would on be the Jericho, Jericho Cruise. The Jericho Cruise. They're gonna fight on a boat. The Coming rock, live from a boat. Rock and wrestling rager. <laughs> but I just, I just feel like it's, it's. They're getting to the point that they need to start building other superstars better as well that can take over the reins. That John Cena's done. 
Like, yep. John Cena is done. And remember when that huge feud is like, oh, he was against The Rock constantly and saying like, oh man, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be here and everything. And then he, then Cena's starting to get that Hollywood money. Yeah, he's and, and, and now he's done. What did they say? That's Last year was the first year he didn't fight on a pay-per-view. Yeah. That's because The Rock was the New York Yankees and everybody in WWE wanted to be the Yankees. You know, like you hate the Yankees until you become the Yankees. Right, exactly. It's like like the like a Red Sox fan, you know, they all all the times they talk shit about the Yankees and then, you know, you hate you become what you hated. Yep. Now what? That's absolutely it. So with this, um, the this next decade of wrestling, Mm -hmm. do what what do we want to see from here? I mean, we've got wrestling back. It, we're starting to see more and more, not just AEW. Obviously, AEW to us would be second uh, in in terms of viewership with uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. New Japan's getting big. Impact's making changes. Ring of Honor's making changes. NWA is a thing. Yeah, because they have the whole studio. I love... <sighs> I That's love so it. Dope. I, 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 I it's so dope. It, it's dope and it's not dope. It's so dope. It, like, <laughs> it still throws me off that like I'm so used to having wrestling entrances and they just kind of come out and they're in front of a studio audience. Like even the entr- like the beginning thing of NWA Power, it feels like it's a sitcom that I, all of a sudden I'm going to see a Jaleel White at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like it's like, oh, here's Nick up. Aldis. Here's Eli Drake. Here's Cowboy James Storm. Here's Jaleel White as Urkel. Yeah, like, you that's, think, a lot of the old wrestling shows, like, that's how they started That's off. how they did it, yeah. And, and it's like, it's and a and throwback. And, and like, it's nice, man. Like, they stay in their own lane. <laughs> they, they're, they're doing what's old is new again. And I love, I think the NWA title is the most beautiful title just about of all time. It is. And yeah. and I would love, like, if I, uh, like, I wouldn't, I don't know, I, I would never buy, like, an adult-sized replica but if I really did, if I had like a, if I had the money to do so, but I don't because you know adulting is hard. Yes, uh, it is. And, and so adulting is hard, and I work in radio in 2020. Um, <laughs> is that I would love a actual like adult size replica of the NWA World Title, not even the WWF titles, not even even the AEW title. Like I love the titles. He, he, AEW is is nice, but like he's got my favorite yeah, title. You gotta, I have, you gotta do it, man. What's yeah. your what's the title have you the, have? It's my favorite. Oh, I got the the million dollar belt. Oh yeah, a million dollar yeah. belt is nice. Because you have the actual replica, yeah. like full yeah. size. It is beautiful. My yeah. buddy created a Paps Blue Ribbon wrestling title. I love it. Oh dope as hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'll, I'll show oh you a photo. God. I think I still have the photo, but yeah, it's dope as hell. Um, what I want to see in wrestling, I mean, f- first off, like just like do their own thing. Like don't try to reinvent the wheel. Be different. You know. You know. Wave your flag. Get weird with it. And just, you know, and have fun. Like, wrestling is fun. Yeah. Wrestling should be fun. You know, I don't care what anybody says about, like, guys like Marco Stunt or, like, Luchasaurus or, or like, the question mark on NWA. As much as, those are, like, some of them are corny characters, like, it's still fun. Like, right. wrestling should be fun. It should be believable enough that you suspend the, the idea of disbelief. Right. To see these men and women do what they want to do. That was one of my favorites when you mentioned Luchasaurus. A boy and his dinosaur. <laughs> the, the, it's just this giant dude yeah. that throws kicks around. He's like 6'5", and he's muscular. He looks good. And he's like, he wears a dinosaur mask, and he's Luchasaurus. Because the, the boy is what, Luke Perry's kid? It's Luke Perry's kid. It's, yeah. it's Jack Perry. Jack Perry, yep. And uh, the with uh, 10 years, what do you want to see? 
I want to see wrestling fans stop being the first to hate or shit on something. I will agree. That's Absolutely. what I'm, I'm so tired of. It. That everybody, you know, the, like when AEW first started, they were quick to shit on AD, AEW because they were nothing like WWE. But then in the same breath, they'll turn around and shit on WWE. Right. It's like, stop being so quick to shit on everything. And like, just, be I want, a, just be a fan. Yeah, just, just be a fan. It. Just shut the fuck up, sit there and watch it. Because you're going to watch it anyway. Right. So just shut the fuck up and watch it. You know you're going to watch it. Well, we have, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown in several weeks. Very so true. Very true. <laughs> I just yeah, can't get into it. I don't have three but, hours of time yeah, to but watch it's just, that. You know, and, and, you know, I want pro wrestling as a whole, I want, it to get, I want wrestling to get back to where, like you said earlier, I want to be able to suspend my disbelief. Right. You know, like people shit on Luchasaurus, but yet those are the same fuckers that'll, you know, believe everything in The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, like they'll tell you The Undertaker was the greatest all the time, but then shoot shit on Luchasaurus. Right. right. It's like you can't do that. You, you can't have one without the other. Exactly. You know, just, just sit back, relax, suspend your disbelief, and enjoy it for what it is. And what about you, Bear? What do you think? Well, good luck. That'll never happen because there's <laughs> right. Twitter and Facebook. Right. That's social, also, media, social media exists. That's also why wrestling was so great 20 years ago because right, social media didn't exist. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So it's yeah. not going to get any better on that platform. It'll only get worse. Um, no, for me, you know, I, I kind of, I, I agree with both of you, but unfortunately there, Cody, I, I, while I agree with you a hundred percent, it's just not going to happen there. And, and with you people, there needs to be uniqueness. There needs to right. be, you know, we, it has to be, we can't all just right. sit here yeah, and yeah. can't sit here in a high spot era forever. You gotta yep. have your, right. you gotta have your grinders. You gotta have your wrestlers. Um, you, you just can't do triple moonsault planches off the top rope anytime that you get right. or die. My biggest thing now is how everyone just dives. You know, there's five yeah. guys down there and every, you know, someone just dives off the top rope into them. For sometimes it's fun. It's cool. I like it. It's funny. There's good spots. Most of the time it's just stupid. Like DDP literally just did it on AEW. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, why just, is DDP, right. DDP 60 years old, right. why is he going off the why top rope into it? He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. No, well, not you, at all. You, it's, you, it's ridiculous. I think so we need more, more unique. I think we need more technically technical wrestlers they do. again. But we also back back to you got to have yeah, more. Like you got to have better storylines, and you need yeah. good promo. Stop scripting this right. shit. Like there's nothing let, wrong. Let these guys these these people are actors and actresses. They can come up with their own stuff. WWE doesn't need 15 right. writers. You can have you write the story. Don't write the script. Simple as right. that. Let the people talk because talking is the main reason why right. this is you what it is. Anyway. That's why yeah. I got excited. And that's why, exactly, with AEW, yeah, they're that's like, Jericho, AEW go sucks. ahead. Yeah. Do what you're going to do. And it's great because he does his stuff, and that was my beef with – that is my only beef with AEW is they need more promos. They don't do enough promos. And the promos they do are – 30 seconds or less. They're not, or they right. get interrupted immediately. It's I just, like, why? Yeah, I just Jericho. don't, I just don't think that, that, that we need Which to avoid bad. the, the, the promo, yeah. the, the promo parade. Hey, I'm going to do a promo and then somebody else is going to come out. It's going to be a promo and then another guy's going like, to come out. WWE for, for the first for, 20 minutes. For the first 20 minutes. Yeah. I think you yeah. need to, I, I think, I think the reason they are shortening their promos a little bit is because they only have one two hour show. 
Right. right. While WWE yes. has a three hour, a two has, hour, has has Ross, has Smackdown, two three hours show, twelve hour right. kickoff that, show, yeah. twelve hour WrestleMania, yeah. WrestleMania twenty four seven. I have yeah. I have yeah. I have like yeah. zero interest to watch WrestleMania this year because I don't I I, I cannot commit to up from three p.m. until midnight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I cannot commit to six hours of wrestling. Yeah. Right. I cannot. You know, well, I I can't. I won't say that. I can't commit to six hours of WWE wrestling. Okay. Because I've been New Japan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was Russell, the guy that called off from work to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Took a fun. nap. I took a nap at like six <laughs> o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Woke up around eleven thirty and eight, watched it. And yeah, and got ready at. I mean, I mean, this past Wrestle Kingdom, like, to be honest, I'm not. Like, I'm not a big Nido fan. I'm really not. I don't understand uh, the the appeal of him. Uh, but, but you got to understand his story. I understand it's the story. Like, if I you know. Yes. You got to know Nido from the very beginning. Right. Then, like you know that from the beginning, then you understand. I understand his whole why thing. they did it, and I understand why yeah. they did the story. I just personally am not a fan of Naito. I I I think the Destino is a terrible move. Like I, I hate moves that you have to like overcomplicate or have a setup for. Like I love Christian. I think the unprettier is a terrible move. Right. I I you know I like I love Kenny Omega. I think the one winged angel is convoluted. I like I love I love moves that like you don't need. A super big setup to do. I love moves that like are quick, easy, and snap off, but with impact for it. So, like, how do you feel about the big leg drop? We've talked about that oh, several okay. times. So, so like, the, like, like the leg drop and the people's elbow. Those are like, those are the ideas. Like these big, like, those are the big showy moves that have an impact. And it was just that that point in time when wrestling was. Like, you know, I love it. Give, give me, like, I love the Tiger Driver. I think that's one of the smoothest moves you can do. Like, and that's cool. Like, it's unique enough that it's not a mid-match move, but it has impactful enough to be a finisher that can be unique enough to make it your move. You know, but, you know, people giving people, like, choke slams, it's just like, eh, whatever. Or, or different suplexes can work and things like that. I just, I like moves that are unique enough that, you, that when you see them, you can recognize them and go, Oh, that's their finisher. They hit it. Done. The match is done. And then it's done. Exactly. You know, I you know, I like New Japan. I'm interested in where they're gonna go. I'm interested in where I th- like I love the idea of Bullet Club, but I think it's getting to the point that like they need to do something and they need to do something fast with Bullet Club. Because Bullet Club has gotten to the point now where every wrestling fa- every wrestling event you're going to, you're gonna at least find three people with a Bullet Club t shirt. I will be one of them. Right. And and then it, because it's the new age NWO, but everybody's exactly. got an NWO. But I feel like the Bullet Club needs to shit or get off the pot on what they're gonna do. Yeah, but you gotta think what New Japan really did that Bullet Club for. Like Bullet Club's not for Japan. No, like Bullet Club was, you know, basically you know just some foreign guys that were together in New Japan. Yeah, and then it just took off. Like yeah. it wasn't even supposed to take off. No, and it took so off. it took it's off because people in the United States. Related it to NWO. Yeah. And that right there in itself helped them even come up with the idea of wanting to expand to the United States. Yeah. Because New Japan, they were perfectly fine with being staying in Japan. in Japan, not coming over here. They didn't care. Right. They right. had what they wanted. But the coverage of so, all the guys of like AJ Styles and Kenny Omega and, yeah, like and, when they, and, you know, and Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor. Right. right. And they put all those, you know, and that's how Bullet Club got started because those were foreign guys over in, America, or over in Japan just kind of hanging out. Yeah. So, you know, and then it takes off. So, you know, they figure out a way 
to make it work. I just want to see. I just want to see them. Like I love that. I'm I'm all for Kenta being mm-hmm. Kenta again and being in Japan. I I'd love to see him dethrone uh, Jay White to become the new leader of of Bullet Club. To be honest, and I'm kind of I'd be kind of all for that. I like Jay White. I'm not crazy about a lot of his matches, but I love him as a character. Um, and, and and I'm very interested, and uh, like I'm really glad that Hiromu is is uh, junior champion again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's time just for the Will- fact that he's back. Isn't yeah. Well. Oh, which is huge because he could have almost retired with how bad that neck he injury was. Damn near died. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's time for Will Osprey to move into the heavyweights. Yeah. And I could see Will Osprey becoming Intercontinental Champion by the end of the year. Yeah, um, I can agree I, with I, I can, He's too big for the juniors. He is. He, he's, he's, he's so good. He's getting and he, and he's getting him. a lot better, and he's and he's uh, one of those flippy guys that can actually still have some ring awareness for things and can still put on a good match. Instead without, of just doing flippy things. Yeah, without yeah. just doing flippy right. things for flippy things' sake. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah, uh, you know, I, but I also think like a lot of the champions and like and we, and this is and this is where I agree with you about having too many championships, like. Did you know that that new Japan, that new Japan has a six man tag belts? Yeah, the never that the, the never, never the never yeah. titles and that that they that just they never them. that yeah. they never will do anything with. Which I don't even <laughs> I don't never know. Titles yeah. they have the use. never six man they never the, open weight. They have the never open weight and that used to be for like the younger up and coming guys to hold, yeah. and it ended up being all the old veterans that get to hold that title now. You know, you have right. you have two sets of ju- you have a junior title and then you have junior tag titles, which again they don't do anything for. Even though I don't mind, but you gotta think too. A lot of their, a lot of their other shows, uh, like leading up to you know like their big events, they do a lot of tag team. No, yeah, tag, tag team is a lot of multi man and multi man matches, matches are a big thing so, in Japan. And yeah, and, and yeah like it makes it makes sense. Like I'm not and that's against how they it. set up a lot of their feuds, which just, is you know is is a very simple less is more approach. Yeah, which is why like to me like that's the greatest thing about New Japan. I like, guess you know you can suspend your disbelief without having and 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 then on top of that, there's logic to it. Yeah. And, and somebody, now that you've talked about Japan and we've talked about some other things, so mm-hmm. somebody, I don't know if you saw this, a fan had talked to Chris Hero, which is Cassius Ono, as we know, <sighs> what the different styles are of wrestling between Japan, Mexico, British, and American, as basic as possible for people to understand. So this is his response. Japan, struggle through sport. Mm-hmm. Mexico, marriage of pageantry and acrobatics. Yep. British European, physical and mental chess. Yep. Absolutely correct. An American morality play. I I like I liked Chris Hero back in the day. He he I just he annoys me now. Yes, and 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 it makes and I don't know if it's because of the the character he portrays. I don't know if it's less like how he's not doing anything. I I want Kings of Wrestling as a tag team in WWE television, and why we have not gotten it because those two would do great with with Cesaro and Ono. I don't know why That's they have so not. Great. They they would have been phenomenal together. And I just you know Cesaro Cesaro. I think Cesaro is at this point that he's just doing it. Like I feel like there's a lot of wrestlers in the company that do the WWE route and are more than happy to 
take the fall and and pin me, pay me type mm-hmm. people yep. because they have families, they have careers. They Dolph have straight up. Dolph is one of them. <laughs> yeah. I I love Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, but they're fam- they're family men. Yep. They have yeah. kids. They have to take they, care. And of they so, don't care anymore. And they don't yeah. care. They and are. They did their run. They did their love for in Japan. That was the passion. Yeah. And that was their thing. It's like it's you know, do you want to get paid or you want you want passion or you want to get paid? And that's and that's I think that's the biggest a, thing. Yeah, because a lot of times your passion passion don't pay. And that and that's why I think AEW being so, a thing now is the biggest thing now because now your passion can get you paid. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So uh, a few other things here. I don't know if you guys saw this. So WWE is going to bring back the ice cream bars as ice cream sandwiches. I don't yeah, know if you've seen this. That. Little late yeah, for it. Did you late. see the four characters they're putting on it? Who? All right. Cena. Yeah. Roman. Yeah. Becky. Yeah. Savage. You can't Savage? get more. Randy Savage. You can't get more off the wall random four picks Savage. of who's going to go on these ice cream sandwiches. Hey, remember when Becky Lynch was a cool thing? Yeah. <laughs> About uh, what, last year. Uh, it was, I, I saw that and I'm like, cool. I, I wanted him when CM Punk was here and asked for the ice yeah. cream bars. Right. right. I loved, I loved you know, uh, for Becky Lynch, like I, I was all for like, I think the problem I have with Becky Lynch now is it's not the idea, like in some kind of idea, like everybody loves the story of the come up. They don't like him as the champion. Right. My problem with this is like you had that huge moment of like Becky getting her nose broken by everything, and then like she was so passionate and like she couldn't do more everything because of like she was out for like three weeks or whatnot because or like I think it was like a month because she broke her nose. Broke her and she, nose. Had to, she had to get rid of the title. She had to vacate the title and all that. And then when she came back, they buried her until Mania. Yeah. And it made no sense. Like you 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 put your foot off the gas until nothing. So I and now she she was Becky Two Belts and it just didn't and I hated that nickname. And <laughs> we and, talked about and, that. And, actually and it, when we it just it. It, and again it, we go back to the point that having way too many titles. Having the brain split nowadays doesn't make sense. No I think I think big WWE's biggest problem is they don't have enough wrestling people doing the writing for a wrestling show. Yeah. I I mean, fine. You want to have, you know, people with Hollywood experience. Okay, that's fine. That's great. But if you're going to mix it, if you're going to try to mix it, is what you're claiming to try to do, then you need some wrestling people in there that can help you mix that in. And that's where, at least at this point right now, that's where they fail and I think they lose a lot of people. Yeah. I just, I, I, I think they could do, you know, and she... She's better now, I guess. She, yeah. She's one of the biggest women's wrestlers now. And she she earned her keep. She almost got fired, and now she's earned her spot, which is great. But I just I don't know something about the character now. Just kind of, right. I, I lost my ta- I lost my taste in it. Yeah, and so there's a usually what we have done on the show is we'll go back. So this is going to be released on January nineteenth, Sunday, right. and we go back into what happened on that day in wrestling history. So I found I went back. There's a few matches that had happened. Royal Rumbles, three specifically. 91, 92, and 97. Can anybody tell me who won the 1991 Royal Rumble? 91? Yes. So you got to think back. Hogan. Hogan, yeah. Hogan. Hogan. Do you know how long that match was? 58 minutes. 
It could have been long. Uh, five minutes and 17 <laughs> seconds. I don't know if that's right. I'm like, how is that possible? Don't they take two minutes to get his, out to the right? Wouldn't that be his ring that's, time? Yeah, it's his ring time. Yeah, he's got to be in the ring yeah. for five. He's been in the I was ring like, for five minutes. That can't be, you know, and then you got Ric Flair. He won in 92, mm-hmm. and that's when he won the title. Right. right. And that was a 62-minute. Was he in it for 60? I don't think he was yeah, in it. Yeah, he was in it was for he in yeah. 62? Yeah. yeah, he was the second entry, I think. Yeah, he was third. And then 97 was... Third. Stone Cold, because yeah, yeah. we watched last year at this time. We watched the '97 Rumble and did kind of a watch along yeah, on what that was. Did you play the uh, "Who's Dead" in this Rumble match? Uh, no, we have not. <laughs> Who's watch dead? like watch an older Rumble and then yeah. and then watch how many people are not alive. It's yeah. funny and sad at the same time. Yeah, that would yeah. make me that would make me sad. So Dude, where one, are they now? One thing I found here, and I'm going to do a points total. We'll go around the room this way. Uh, so this was for the decade of 2000, and this is WWE specifically, the decade 2010 to 2019. So do not count the 24-7 title. It does not count <laughs> the hardcore title. Okay. So most title wins in that decade. So I'm going to give, there's 10 wrestlers, okay? And uh, three of them are tied at eight. So once they start, once you start giving me those points, I'll do three, two, one on that. So if you get number one right, I'll give you 10 points. If you get number two right, you'll get nine and down the line. Just most titles in general. Most titles in right. general. So we'll start with Peapod. Who do you think has the most titles in general in, two, in WWE from 2010 to 2019? Should be an interesting. Cena? Cena is tied for third, so that's your first one. So I will give you eight mm-hmm. points for that one. All right. Bear? Orton. Orton is eighth, so you'll get mm-hmm. three on that one. Cody? Uh, I'm going to go Sheamus. Sheamus is seventh, so we'll give you four. Back to Peapod. Seth. Seth is actually third. You are correct. So he's the other one that's at third, so we'll give you seven on that one. All right. Bear. Roman. Roman is not on there. I see. I, Roman Roman didn't win that. Roman won matches. He never won titles that often. You're right. He would get buried at the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were all bitching, like, don't win, and then he wouldn't win. And now some people want him to win. Cody? Uh, Brock Lesnar. No. Definitely not. Miz. Miz is number one. Uh, mm-hmm. He's tied for number one, but that you get 10 on next, that one. He should have been the next John Cena. He should have been. WrestleMania 27. When I they, say uh, that every time. People ugh. look at me like I'm crazy. Ugh. I love what? the Miz. I like the Miz. I do too. What? The Miz should have been the next John Cena. I he's got. I, he had one of the best promos yeah, when he's he was got getting more ready to fight charisma Cena. than Cena. He has charisma. He's got. That's about it. But if that's what your whole goal is to cross over, you know I mean, yeah. If yeah, your, your whole goal is to cross over, I love that he was the Miz on what is it, Real World? Yeah, yeah. And had yeah. this this persona and he becomes that. That, that was yeah. that was my thing. That that's, yeah. that's always left to me a weird like, taste. Why not? Mind. Hell, Mick Foley was dude love. Right. Right. No. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what's different? What's what's it's more? Mick Foley, yeah. and we know it. Yeah, I right. guess. I guess it's just Mick Foley. What do you got, Bear? Um. I'll say Dolph. Dolph is fifth. Hmm. So we'll give you six points on that. Cody Bryant? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is another one that is tied for eighth, so I'll give you Damn. two on that one because he's the second one. Back to Peapod. Who, 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 give me all the people we've talked about, who we've named so far. So Miz, Rollins, Cena, Dolph. Uh, who else did you guys say? Sheamus. Sheamus. Aren't you the one writing it down? Yeah, I'm writing the points. <laughs> right. And uh, but there's so many that are tied. Jesus. Oh. And then Dana Bryan, I just heard, right? 
And then uh, somebody said Orton. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Women can count too. Oh, that would have been nice. Oh, then Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that would have been nice up front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bear. So we've got four, five, six, seven, eight, two left. Um, One of them is tied for number one. I think I might have the other one. Styles. No. Sasha Banks. No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my guess. But... Um, Can I ask for a hint? Are we missing another woman? Uh, no, we are not. Okay. That is a great hint. All right. And these two guys, uh, without giving too much away, are still active on the shows. Mm. So, Who are we missing? That won a mm. bunch of titles. Right. From 2010. And so I'll give you... The, oh, uh, Rusev. No. The top is 14, and the bot. So, number one was 14, and the other person has 14 besides Miz, and the bottom was nine. So, all the way down to 10 was nine. Mm. So, that was a range. Bear? Um, Mysterio? Nope. Kofi Kingston. Yes, he is the other number one. Oh. Really? So number one? Yeah, because yeah. He, he won the tag title bunch. Yes, yes. So, that should help. One more to go. Then, then Big E. You're you got it. Yeah, that's the last one. Mm. Big E Langston, or just Big E. Now. That's somebody. That's somebody who should be running for the world title. Is Big E? Like you could, he could be something huge. Yes, he could be. And they they kind of wasted that. I, they, I don't think. Yeah, do. I think it's at the point where it's it, it, it's not hot enough now. So with uh, that, you got thirty one. Cody fifteen. Bear nine. Woo! Teapot had that advantage, the advantage of yes. going first and the advantage of, uh, oh, by the way, women count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, women count. Oh, how about yeah. the one person that's won the title literally almost as much times as her yeah. father did? Right? Yeah, no kidding. So, um, is there anything else, Peapod, you want to come? I hope you decide to come back. I'd yeah, I would to love to come back. I'd love Absolutely. I'd love to talk some more. Yeah. I think what would be fun is if we picked something back in time and did a watch along. I always like doing watch along sometimes. That would be interesting to do. Pick one back way in the day, you know, whenever it was. I know you started watching late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. Pick something there. That would be so fun to do. And it would be fun to revisit. So, th- you'll like this. This fun thing that uh, uh, Jason, who asked us questions, he asked us. So that would have been, what, six months before March, uh, December to September. He asked the September 11th. That's right, September 11th show. Who is going to be the Raw champion in March? So Jake, who's not here, said uh, AJ Styles. I said Brock. Somebody said Drew, Brandon, Brandon. and I think you said Braun. Yep. Right? And you weren't here. Braun's never going to be the title champion. So it it'll be interesting I still to see have how my that hopes plays for that. Out. Yeah, it'll be interesting because <laughs> no, they, they Braun at one point if they were going to give the title to Braun, they would have given it already. I've they, got they, I've got a good shot with Brock. They, I, I think I think <laughs> I think Brock is your safest answer. Uh, yeah, and he I was like, oh, I have no shot. He's on SmackDown, right. and then they give the Fiend the title. And I'm like, what do they do here? Right. Somebody's going to Raw. Yeah, and that's what happened. Should next wire to wire Rumble winner, baby. Right. So um, yeah, again, Peapod, love to have you back. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this was so much fun. Um, just tell us where can people find you on social media. Okay, you can give your Jericho response if you want. Just Google it, man. Just Google it. That's what he said. It was was great. I'm like, okay, man. Yeah, that's fine. Um, If you want to follow my music podcast 
Uh, we're on all major podcast platforms. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is on the radar PC. If you want to do anything with uh, the radio station, check out that out of the Toledo area. Uh, and if you know the history uh, of the zone in the Toledo area, uh, toledoszone.com. There's an S in the middle of that, Toledo's zone.com uh and uh yeah and uh go support great shows like this and uh men and women that are doing things not only on a local but a regional level and uh this is i honestly feel this is like the time and age now where more independent and more creator own art music food whatever if you create anything at all and you're an independent person support your friends and do that yeah, and, and we can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah. And, and I thank you so much. And if you guys don't know, and, and for the listeners out there, uh, you gave me the Zone app, which was great. Yes. Because now I can just go anywhere because I travel a lot and I can listen to the Zone, peep in the morning, 6 to 10. Nice. Yes, right? 6 to 10. Weekdays. And I turn it on and I'm like, gosh, this morning, this is the music I needed this yeah. morning. And it's it's fun to have that interaction. So check that out as well. I know you had to help me get that. Yeah. Get to well, that. yeah, because it's, 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 it's on our website. So if you just go to the website, ToledoZone.com, you can listen to the uh, the station wherever you are. Um, you know, radio's in a weird spot right now. Like uh, our, our competition, because I'm with Cumulus Media. Our competition, iHeartRadio, just or iHeartMedia just literally laid off at least like 1,500 people across the mm, nation. Wow. So I and I knew a couple of people that like lost their jobs, and it's a weird time That's... right now. So like, support your local anything. Um, you know, support, you know, people doing and grinding and, and, and go from there. So, and we appreciate that. And I think this, this, this episode, what we, I think what would be beautifully named is wrestling with Peapod is what I'm going to have to name it. (laughs) I think that's going to stick. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Of course. And as as uh, thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing for all your clothing needs. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not, was it, Cuba? Cuba. 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 Fidel's backyard. <laughs> yep. Thank you to Tim at Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, Sparty Steve, and Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Peace out. Awesome.